All right. Well, you want? Let's just go ahead and get started. Um, I uh, I have really, really, really relaxed the format, so we're not even gonna do the normal stuff. We're just gonna kind of just go. We're just gonna do the intro and we're gonna go. All right. All right. And in three, two, one. Hey there, enthusiasts. Welcome back to the real Hero Talk. Pi- Sorry, I clicked the thing. I was nervous. Twitch. Let me restart that. <laughs> I, I, it's a stupid. All these little gadgets and gizmos and stuff that like came with my my kids' Easter baskets. All those Easter egg hunts we went on. And so and now, who's it's and what's it's galore? Yeah, the who's it's and what's it's galore, and like twenty thingamabobs. <laughs> and so I'm. I, I'm I'm just I'm fidgeting with because I always fidget with something when I podcast, but normally it's like a rock, something that's not going to make a noise. But I just realized uh-huh. I popped that thing right as I did my intro, and I'm not going to be able to isolate that. So let's start it again. All right, <laughs> <laughs> and in in three, two, one. Hey there, enthusiasts. Welcome back to the Real Hero Talk podcast. I am your host, Judge Greg. Joining me today, I have Axelon. Welcome back, Axelon. It is good to be back. It has been a while. It has been it has been almost a year. It has been almost, almost a year. Almost a year. Like almost a full Thanos snap away is how long it's been. Yeah, so we're gonna be doing Endgame. And the Russo's officially lifted the the spoiler oh, ban. Endgame, yeah, two thousand nine movie. I love that movie. Yeah. No, no, not not that. <laughs> I'm, I call it Endgame because it just feels I don't know what to, like Avengers four. I don't know. Avengers Endgame just seems like too much to say. Avengers three part two. Yeah, Avengers three dash two. I so anyway, uh, this is a spoiler podcast. There are twenty two movies and decades of comic book history here. It's all on the table and fair game. You've been warned. I mean, at this point, I think it's I can honestly say if you have not seen Avengers Endgame yet, you probably didn't care enough to. I think that's fair. Like that's safe, right? I mean, I think that's fair. You've had tons of opportunities to see it, or, or I mean, two weekends worth. But still, I mean, if if in two weekends you didn't go see it, you weren't that concerned about spoilers. Judge has spoken. Yeah, I uh, I actually I so I I had tickets on the Friday. So on Wednesday, when I knew people were going to start going to see like those midnight shows, I just turned off my phone and I didn't check my phone until Friday. Friday when I went. Yeah, I, I remember. I saw that thing how you were just quitting social media. Yep. <laughs> I just, I just completely went dark and I didn't, I didn't check emails or phone calls or anything for three days so that I could finally see it. I did get something spoiled for me though. To be, it, it was a super minor spoiler, so don't feel too bad for me. But in all places, sports talk radio. I was listening on the Friday what? morning. Yeah, I was listening on the Friday morning to sports talk radio, and oh, they were talking about Josh Brolin, and I was like, uh oh, where are they going with this? And the one guy said, this was on uh, this was on Mutton Callahan, and, and Jerry Callahan, one of the co-hosts, said, well, you don't have to worry about Josh Brolin. He dies in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Oh. <laughs> and, and somebody's like, no, he doesn't. He goes, oh, yeah, gets his head cut off. <laughs> now, to be fair, to be fair, when I heard that, I thought it was like a fake spoiler because, yeah. you know, I'm thinking, like, there's no way that Thanos dies in the first 10 minutes of the movie, clearly. But I, I did not realize until after, you know, I saw the first 10 minutes of the movie. I was like, oh, he's being serious. Thanos actually dies in the first 10 minutes of the movie. You know, it's funny you say that. I had a similar experience. Not with Thanos, though. I had a, a minor spoiler, which I also did not believe because it sounded ridiculous. It was uh, Fat Thor. Fat Thor, huh. Yeah, like Big Lebowski Thor. Yeah. And someone said that. I was just like, 
Get out. <laughs> you know, I know they've been taking some flack from from certain crowds for the fat shaming in Thor, but you know what? What I finally thought is like, hey, I could finally cosplay Thor now. <laughs> like, I could legit get myself like a Stormbreaker and just wear my robe and some sweats and like a pair of sunglasses and like a blonde wig, and I could be get Thor. Some flip flops and a like a beard. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's now. Not only is it a doable, feasible cosplay for me, that sounds like a very comfortable cosplay. <laughs> It's the dude, it's, mean, but Thor. It's real. It really is. It's and, and I was just to just to throw my my quick piece about this. Um, so I know Chris Hemsworth was wearing like the uh, the prosthetic fat bodysuit. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, Christian Bale would have really put on the weight to play Thor. This is true. Christian Bale goes to all manners of all extremes to you know, accurately portray. Yeah. His roles. It is. It's crazy. I just saw a side by side today of Christian Bale from the mechanic, and then Christian Bale from uh when he played Cheney. I don't remember what it was called. Vice, maybe Vice VP. Uh-huh. I, I I don't remember the name of the movie. I know he won an award for it, but yeah, just yeah, to see Vice. to see him as Dick Cheney next to him from the Machinist, and just that crazy transformation. But the man's a oh, professional. Oh yeah, like the Machinist and Dick Cheney and Batman. I mean, oh yeah, just... <laughs> yeah. He's he the man's a professional. And I'm just mm-hmm. saying, I really wish Chris Hemsworth would have committed and and also done it. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Can you imagine if he had like committed and gotten fat and then like turned around and became like buff and ripped again? Yeah, like like so that he would so he wouldn't spoil it for the press tour. <laughs> yeah, Chris Bale would have done that in a heartbeat. He would have. He absolutely would have. Yeah. So, uh, but that was my only real spoiler. Dude next to me, I felt bad for him. Uh, so I was I was chatting him up because it turns out like his girlfriend and my wife worked with each other at one point in time. Uh, he also was nice enough to let me know that there was nothing at the end of the movie, and I stayed anyway. And I said, "You understand why I have to stay, right?" And he goes, "I do, but there's nothing there." I'm like, "Okay." Um, and there isn't, FYI, in case somehow you haven't seen the movie and you're listening to this. Um, but he said that he was at work that day on that Friday when he was about to go see the movie, and uh, he was. He was telling some of his friends like some of the stuff he thought he was going to see, and he ba- he almost he said he was basically almost spot on with the terms of he thought Iron Man was going to die and that Captain America was going to sort of get his happy ending somehow because we all knew time travel was kind of a part of it. If if you it was very hard to avoid that part of the plot because I did actually did you really I did I did not watch a single second of any trailer whatsoever. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Yes. So I knew time travel was going to factor in. I mean, I had seen. Uh, set photos that had them in their, you know, Avengers one outfits, and so I kind of put two, oh, yeah. put two and two together. But anyway, uh, yeah. Anytime I saw like a headlines like swipe, nope. Yeah, <laughs> good on you. So he he kind of figured out what was going to happen, and as he's, it's, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't really know. He's like me. I mean, I, I also thought I knew what was going to happen, but I had exactly the opposite. I thought Iron Man would get the happy ending and Captain America would die. But you know, all right, you you, you could be right on some and wrong on some. But as he's leaving the room. And he's not quite out of earshot. The two guys he was talking to, who had already seen the movie, goes like, yeah, I can't believe they killed Iron Man, though. And he's like, <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> but, you know, he said he said it didn't really ruin his enjoyment of the movie. He just knew it was coming. Yeah, I mean, I, I figured Iron Man would die in this movie. Because, you know, coincidentally, you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s contract right. is over. So, <laughs> so I basically, I thought that we were going to lose 
uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, as it turns out, has signed an extension. Uh, he is now signed on for yes, at least two more yes. movies as Thor. And yeah. I am so I, glad I it's with the Guardians. I was interested. So oh, yeah. I was like, ah, Thor's probably going to live. Well, I mean, they found the perfect place for Thor. You know, because the question is, what do you do with Thor? And I think the right answer is, you stick him with the Guardians. Yeah. Like, we, we've talked about this at length on previous Hero Talks yeah. concerning Thor. And Thor, he just breaks Avengers movies. <laughs> right, right. But that <laughs> was so that was old he, Thor. He this is fat Thor. Yeah, this is this is weaker Thor. He's, so it, it works even better. Yeah. So I'm, I'm okay with that. I think it's good. I think Chris Hemsworth still needs to put the weight on. To actually, <laughs> to actually do this the right way, but anyway, that's the Christian Bale way. That's right. That's right. I do need to make a mental note now that I got to get myself a Stormbreaker for cosplay purposes, because I can <laughs> get, get a Mjolnir as well, so you can like dual. So wield. I can dual wield. Yeah. So that's that's another thing that I kind of I was expecting to have happen. I didn't get it spoiled for me, but I just it, I, in my heart of hearts. I had this feeling that Captain America would finally pick up Mjolnir and correct the injustice that was done to him in Age of Ultron. Oh, when he, like, <laughs> yeah. slightly budged it but then did nothing? Yeah. It's like, mm. When he nudged it and nobody made a big deal about it, you know? Except Thor. Except Thor. Thor kind of had that, that panic look like, oh, I might actually have to honor the bet, but... Yeah. Yeah. So that I was, I was, I kind of saw that happening, and so I was really keyed into anything that could possibly foreshadow that moment. I like the theory that um, he, like, he budged it and then stopped because he's such a nice guy, and he was like respecting Thor. Mm -hmm. He's like, "Oh, I can lift this," and then he just like, yeah. pretends like he can't pick it up. Like, and and I, uh, my 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 thought is because he knew he could he moved it that one time. That's why. He knew that he could pick up Mjolnir in that final yeah, battle. Yeah, yeah. He just casually just picks it up because he knows he can do it. Because because he knew he was worthy. And, uh -huh. and when you're Captain America, you can know you're worthy, but not make a big deal about it. Yeah. But so that was that was a moment where I kind of wish I didn't see that coming and wasn't kind of clued into all the little hints on it because that was a massive response from the people in the theater when that. Oh, happened. I'm sure. Like I figured that was coming as well. Again, because, you know, Chris Evans was done after this movie. Mm -hmm. So I was like, if they're going to do it, it's either going to be in Infinity War, which didn't happen, or this movie. And I was like, it's got to be this movie or nothing. So Right. I mean, they, they went through, like, they, they made sure to reestablish that you had to be worthy to wield it. I'm like, okay. They they, they added that in there. And then they, they made a very definitive point of showing, look, it's just laying here. It's not flying anywhere. It's it's right there in the ground. Yep. And then it comes flying. And, and, you know, Thor was in trouble. And nobody was going to save him. And then the hammer came. I'm like, yep. And then it stopped. I'm like, and guess where it's going back to? Uh, oh, they're not showing who's picking it up. I wonder if it's Cap. Yep. Yep. And it was. And then and then we got a, a fun moment. But uh, yeah. But I mean, I, I kind of hoped that that would sort of be a bigger turning point than it was. But the the thing with Thanos from the past is he's he doesn't find himself on a spiritual journey. So he is not messing around. Yeah. That's that's how I've made peace with the fact that they had a harder time fighting past Thanos than Infinity Gauntlet Thanos is because Infinity Gauntlet Thanos uh was was on a, a spiritual pilgrimage, as it were. He was he was trying to prove himself worthy of the stones. And this past Thanos is still Warrior Thanos. Not only is Warrior Thanos, but also has has seen personal evidence that if I screw around, people are going to come back and fight me again. It's like time to take this one serious, and that's why he was so much more capable fighting the Avengers that time around. You know, it's funny because if he had just not done anything, he could have just waited till he had all the stones again. Like, huh? I remember that one time I was decapitated from a vision from the future. I should probably just kill everyone. Yeah, that's really what he should do. 
<laughs> I don't know if so time... could have won Thanos. I'm not sure says. if he would remember that the way time they they made it. I like how they had this whole thing about how time travel works, and it basically just boiled down to we didn't want to have to make up all kinds of rules for how time travel works. So we're just gonna say that nothing you do in the past affects the future. Oh, you just ma- it's it's the Dragon Ball Z time travel. It just makes an alternate timeline. Yeah, it just it just creates an alternate timeline. So your past is still your past, and you've just created a different a different future. It's just. And then they have to go and put all the stones back, which leads me to my first hot take of the podcast. I haven't, oh, I haven't seen this mentioned anywhere else, but somewhere at some point in time, off screen, Steve Rogers had the Soul Stone on yes. Formir and came once again face to face with the Red Skull, and we did not get to see that happen. Yep, completely robbed. Yeah, I was I, as soon as you said the first hot take, I was like, it's it's going to be Red Skull. I know it. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, how <laughs> how did we get robbed of that? That moment, that that re reimagining, like I am. Ah, welcome, Steam Rogers, son of son of a gun. You're still alive, aren't you? <laughs> it's I just, they, not not once did we get to see like his reaction to his arch rival. Yeah, you know, sitting on an alien planet. I mean, I have a feeling that's probably was a pretty epic confrontation that they had on Vormir that we did not get to see. Yeah, and I like to imagine that you know he gets there to return the stone, and he sees Red Skull, and the Red Skull is like, "Oh, but now I am freed from the Soul Stone." He just like throws it back down the cliff and just teleports away. Yeah, maybe. It's like you're not free anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I really would have liked to have seen that. That probably would have been a really, really cool moment. Yeah, it would have been nice. Yeah, you heard? Did you hear about the the scene that they cut right at the end with uh, Tony Stark's daughter? No, no. So apparently. And I, I just read this that the girl from Thirteen Reasons Why she uh she was gonna she had a role in the movie and nobody knew what it was and so the Russos said that there was a scene where after after Tony does his snap he goes in the Soul Stone like Thanos did and kind of has his moment and oh. and he was going to see an adult version of his daughter who was played by by this actress who's I think eighteen or twenty or something like that and they were gonna have a quick moment where she kind of like thanks him and says it was all worth it huh. and then and then it flashes back to everything else and then you kind of see him like going. And they said they, they, they had that scene in there, and they showed it to a test audience, and nobody knew what was going on. Everyone was, like, super, super confused. <laughs> who is this? Yeah, they're like, who is this? That's the little four-year-old girl. Why, why was she grown up now? Where is this place? The four-year-old girl you introduced in this movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> for, like, five seconds. So, it, it really, they said, like, okay, so there was way too many people who didn't get it for us to put that at our climactic final end scene, write-off scene for Tony Stark. So they said we're just we're just gonna cut it. That makes sense. I mean, it, it I could see it like it, it's it's a nice callback to like when Thanos snapped, but at the same time, yeah, Gamora. If it's if it's gonna be so confusing that nobody gets it, then then don't do it. Yeah, yeah, probably a good call. Good yeah, call. I agree. That was a good call. So uh, so yeah, you had no idea anything that was coming in this movie, huh? I mean, I predicted Iron Man would die. Yeah. I thought Captain America was also going to die. But uh, he got a happy ending instead. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of nice he got his happy ending. I mean, because when you think about it, ever since they've established the character in almost every appearance, all he's been thinking about is Peggy Carter. Yeah. She came up in Avengers 2. She was uh, came up in Civil War. She was in Winter Soldier. So, I mean, like, this has sort of been a thing that has kind of been on the front of his mind for a while. It's just been, you know, hey, you know, this is... This was the woman that I loved and was the love of my life, and then just circumstances got in the way. So when he when he went back in time, he, as soon as he went back, before they even tried to bring him, I said, yeah, he ain't coming back. <laughs> <laughs> if I was him, I know exactly where I would go. Yeah, I found that kind of weird, actually, because, like, the whole – they even brought it up in this movie, like, the whole, like – 
point of Captain America was like letting go of the past and you know going into the present. He even says it in this in Endgame at like the beginning. Yeah. And then he's like does a 180. It's like actually no, I'm not going to let go of the past. It's like, huh? Well, good for you. Cap? <laughs> well, I guess I, he sees it as like, you know what? I have time travel. Why would I possibly go into the future when I could just go back to where I should have been in the first place? It's a good write-off for the character, and, you know, I just I just thought it was a neat way to write him, write him away, yeah. and that way he gets it's, his ending. And It's a good way to get rid of him without actually killing him or retiring him. That, that was going to be my big thing. If Cap, like, retired, mm-hmm. I'm like, there's no way Captain America sits around the next alien invasion. <laughs> right. My, my only thought about that was like, all right, so Cap, you're meaning to tell me that in all that time that you were, you know, with Peggy Carter, you never picked up the shield and went back to work, you know, you never... And then he, he pulled that shield, the round shield, from somewhere in history. So somewhere uh-huh. out there, there's an alternate timeline where Captain America kept the uh, kept the triangular shield. I guess so, yeah. Some other Steve Rogers was robbed by yeah. himself from a different timeline. Or or maybe, maybe... Tony Tony Stark made like a a special like the you know have you ever seen in the comic books when he used like the that the laser esque force yeah, field shield like the laser shield yeah so yeah maybe maybe he's using that he one. created a timeline where that became the Captain America shield so that he could give the other shield to uh to Sam were you Team Sam or Team Bucky for the next Captain America oh I was Team Bucky all the way see now I I was Team Bucky for a, for an extent because you know he 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 did do it in in the comic books. Although I'm pretty sure the current Captain America in the comic books is Sam Wilson. I think so, yeah. I, I think that's why they did it, too. Yeah, which which make, I mean, it makes sense. They're like, all right, we can kind of skip a little bit of history here. Given that uh, Disney X has shown me that they're going to have a show together, I don't think it's that big a deal who got the shield. Cause yeah, they're... yeah. I wasn't too, like, upset when I saw it. I was like, oh, I already know Disney Plus has them literally working together. So I imagine, you know, they're both be, you know, mm-hmm. as a team captain america team america yeah so to speak and you know there was a I, I i guess i was a little i was a little um confused maybe as to how bucky knew that he was going to give it to sam but then you know maybe bucky just like i know steve and you know what he saw he saw you the same way he saw himself as somebody who just wanted to help out and i like sam i like sam because sam was just kind of like he didn't sign up for the superhero business he was just sort of right place right time and he said all right well i guess I i'm gonna do say, this though, like I mean, I, I can see why, like, I can see either case, Bucky or Sam, but I have a feeling Sam is going to have a lot harder time actually using the shield besides, you know, blocking things. Yeah. He's not a super soldier. He's a, he's a guy with wings. Well, and, and you know what? When you're when you're trying to, like, lead this into another show with the two of those characters, I think a lot of the, the idea of Sam sort of leaning on Bucky and saying, listen, I'm not superhuman like you guys. I'm just some dude. Like how am I? How am I supposed to be the next Captain America? How and what? I don't even know what I'm yeah, doing here. Like, I don't think like Sam has either the strength or the coordination to do. You know, Cap's crazy. I'm gonna throw the shield. It's gonna bounce off of like ten different things and come back to my hand and knock everyone out. Right. Like I don't. I don't think he can do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Bucky's been genetically modified. Cap was He's a super soldier. Arm, Sam like, is it's... just some dude. And I think, in yeah. the, ultimately, I think that's what made it very symbolic for Steve to hand over the shield to Sam. Because at the end of the day, he's like, it, it doesn't take a superhero, doesn't take a superhuman to be Captain America, and you're the right man for the job. I guess, yeah. Now, now that being said, and I'm I'm presuming there's going to be some costume redesigns for the, the show on Disney X. And this also gives, gives the Disney X crew a chance to also write a horrible, unimaginable wrong which is once he becomes Captain America, he should have eagle wings. 
Oh, yes. Because in the comic books, it was still sort of the falcon wings. They just made them red, white, and blue. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Those need to be eagle's wings now. Like, why would they not do eagle wings? It makes so much sense. It it was the perfect sense, and I I hope they fix it now. I want them to fix that. So we'll see. We'll see. Disney. I'm I'm talking directly to you. Whoever's in charge of Disney now. It's not Bob Iger anymore, is it? I thought he stepped down. Did he step? I think he stepped down. Yeah. yeah. I know. I'm still going to talk to Bob Iger. He knows whoever took over. He's got his phone number. Bob Iger. I know you're listening. Sam needs to have eagle wings. It makes so much sense. You just got to trust me on this. All right, that's enough of that. I cannot wait until they they make some action figures of uh not action figures, but um like some Funko Pops of Steve Rogers with Mjolnir. What is the obsession with Funko? I Pops? love I'm Funko so Pops. Confused. I love these things. <laughs> They're like all the same, but slightly different. They're not all the same. So I'm I so I have a whole bunch on my desk because I like these things. So right now in my in my sweet spot, which is my direct line of sight, I have uh the Jim Lee Batman on the gargoyle. I've really become a big fan of like sort of the more specialized ones, not so much like just the, the person standing there, but like the movie scene ones. Oh, okay. And, and so I imagine, okay. So it's, okay. You, I, I, I can forgive that one because it's not the same like person standing there with like this blank face. Yeah. So I have, yeah. So I have Batman and the gargoyle. I have a uh, sorcerer's apprentice, Mickey, like on the rock with the waves splashing up by him. <laughs> I actually have a, a genie from uh who's actually coming out of the lamp. Oh wow! So and that's pretty cool. I have Baby Groot, um, not not in the pot, but just like the toddler Groot, I guess, because uh-huh. toddler Groot. I mean, come on. And and this was uh this was around last year at Christmas time. I have the Funko Pop Infinity Gauntlet. There's an Infinity Gauntlet Funko Pop. Yeah, they they do that sometimes. <laughs> so it's it's like in a glass dome, and it's just the gauntlet with all the stones in it. <laughs> So you really wouldn't know it was a Funko Pop because I, you know, it's it's out of the box, so it's not in the same Funko box. But ah. it's just an Infinity Gauntlet display. I actually got one for my wife two years ago for Christmas. It was the uh, the Beauty and the Beast Rose Funko Pop. Okay, same deal. Um, so it was like, it was like the, the glass like jar and stuff. Yeah, it's like it was like the glass dome with the rose on it and some petals falling. Oh, okay, and yeah. yeah, so they do those too, and I and I and I like those. So those okay, are yeah. I didn't know that. I just thought they did like just like the the one person with like the the the. the pitch black solid eyes and that's it yeah they've they've done some different variations of those and and those are sort of what i tend to be drawn to those are the ones i get i see so they had i they had two different ones i remember i was very close to getting from avengers infinity war one was uh thor throwing the axe at thanos chest and the other one was like <laughs> captain america trying to hold thanos's hands open at wakanda uh-huh. and so those were two ones that i was i was tempted to get uh I've seen a ton of other ones, uh, like the uh, Aladdin and Jasmine on the Magic Carpet is one that's out right now. So, so I I like those. I'm not a huge fan of just like the single figures anymore. I really like the scenes. Okay, okay, that's fair. So anyway, I I just I can't wait to get some. And there's I've seen some other merchandise with like Steve Rogers from Endgame, and I know they didn't want to put spoilers out, but like my, the question is always in my head. So is it is it going to come with going to come with Mjolnir? It's got to come with Mjolnir, right? Cause he, I'm sure they'll make one. I know the uh, the the hot to- the hot toys the sideshow the big expensive ones had two uh two secret accessories. I'm assuming one is the broken shield and the other is Mjolnir. Probably because Tony Stark came with one secret accessory, which I'm sure is his alternate hand with the stones in it. Yeah, with the gauntlet. Yeah. So also, we we this has kind of got underplayed, but it took like those the special like the special weapon crafting dwarves in that star to make the the first Infinity Gauntlet with the ability to wield the power of the stones. Uh-huh. And Tony Stark built one in an afternoon. Yeah. 
I will say, though, it seems to be not as good as the one built in the heart of a star. No, I mean, it was it was a rush job. Oh, it was an absolute rush job. I mean, it still worked. And, and you know, it, it's, it's still built it in like a day. It's form-fitting. Yes. <laughs> but I will say, like, the dwarf one actually seemed to be like a, a better gauntlet. It, it seemed to have a little bit more ability to use without tearing yourself yeah, into pieces. Yeah, there was less, like feedback or whatever it is. Although still, Thanos looked pretty messed up when he had used the stones the second time to destroy themselves, but I attributed that to the fact that we saw Vision get obliterated and he made a really leap big boom. So I figured, like, well, multiply that by six, yeah, that was probably pretty significant. Yeah, you take the six essential pieces of the universe and blow them up on your hands, I'd imagine that would hurt a lot. Yeah. How's Vision supposed to come back? Doesn't he have a show coming out on Disney Plus? I'm sure they'll, like, take him to Wakanda or something, and they'll fix him because uh, Shuri, like, looked at Tony Stark's genius work, and I was like, this is primitive. I can do better. Yeah. So I'm sure they'll fix him that way. Shuri's back now, so. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, Wakanda can fix yeah. him. Yeah. So I was I was a little disappointed. We had talked uh, when we talked about uh, Infinity War last time that, you know, now that I, I did not know Shuri had been snapped away, but I said Shuri and, and Rocket could probably make Rhodey some pretty sweet armor. Yeah, yeah, I remember this conversation. Like, he could have some sweet, like, Wakandan war machine. I was like, this is going to be awesome. There's like, oh, wait, no, Shuri's gone. Yeah, Shuri's gone. So that didn't happen. He did have a new armor that I have seen elsewhere referred to as the War Machine Buster armor. Uh, not that you would have noticed it, because, unfortunately, this movie did a really bad job of sort of giving the Avengers each their own time to shine. It really did. In Infinity War, and I've, I've watched, uh, since I've seen Endgame, I went back and I rewatched Infinity War. And I, I, I gotta be honest, I walked out of Infinity War and I said, this movie is just okay. And then I've since watched it again six times. And <laughs> I, I like it better each time I watch it. So I think the issue was... I spent the whole movie waiting for the snap because I knew it was coming because it was, you know, Avengers Chekhov's gun. Uh, yeah. So yeah. so now that, like, once I knew the snap was coming and I could actually just appreciate what I was watching, it's a really, really good movie. Um, It's probably, if I had to rank, like, all 22 movies, and I'm not going to do that, but if I had to and I really had to look at, like, which is my absolute favorite, I think Infinity War made top three. Hmm. And, and I, I really mean that. I, it is it is really growing on me, and I, I like it better than Endgame. That could be its own podcast. Oh, I absolutely agree that Infinity War is better than Endgame. Like, by it, leaps and bounds, it, it is it did way superior. such a better job of, you know, giving... You have all these characters and actually giving them something to do and getting them engaged and not making it feel like it was a crowded movie, whereas... You know, you have everybody show up right at the very end of this movie for the big final battle, and so most of these people don't really have an opportunity to do much of anything in the final battle, so you have Rhodey with big, giant, super cool armor that we barely get to see do anything. Uh, Star-Lord basically gets kneed into gonads, and that's about his contribution to the battle. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just... Things I would have liked to do in Spider-Man in the Iron Spider suit, which I, now that I've played the Spider-Man PS4 game and I'm still playing it, I'm on the last DLC, I can... Oh yeah, using the, the, the spider armor? I have been exclusively using the spider armor since I unlocked it. I'm going to tell you that. I've... I switch to the to the white suit every now and then because I feel bad because I know the developers worked really hard designing it. <laughs> but I'm only ever on it for like a mission, and then I go right back to the to the the Stark uh, Iron Spider armor because I think it is probably my favorite Spider-Man suit that he has ever worn in any iteration in any incarnation across comic books and movies. It is my favorite. I know my my own favorite. Uh, sadly, did not make the game. 
which was the black symbiote suit. Yeah, well, I mean, you gotta leave something for the sequel, right? I, I know, but I was like, the one suit that I absolutely wanted the most no, wasn't and I, there, and, I and all these it. other like cheap knockoff suits were, and I was like, why are you doing I this I know, even so even there. at the very end when he has that black suit with like the yellow spider, and like, why couldn't you just yeah. made that white? You yeah. could have just made that white for everybody, and everyone would have thought that was cool, but no, you had to make it yellow. Yep. But... I, but, personally, I like the uh, the comic book suit, like the actual... Oh, the one that looks like the comic book suit? Yeah, purely because I, I love the taunt. Like, he says a cheesy joke, and it's so bad, it stuns all the enemies around you. Yes, that was that's fun. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's so Spider-Man. <laughs> I, <laughs> it, I've... I've Man, I love that game, and I love that. I love the Iron Spider armor. I love the you know that you can actually get the four arms. Although that's a worthless power in that game, and I would it really is. It's it's not. It's it's fun to see, and then after that, switch to something more useful. Yeah, but yeah, I love I love that suit. It is my favorite suit. I'm I have seen some previews. I don't know if you've seen previews for the new Spider Man, but there's a new one that like just came out two days ago, maybe. Uh, I've seen that trailers have come out. I've I saw like. The first, the, I saw the teaser trailer for it, okay. which came out before Endgame, and I was, uh, I was like, why are they showing this before Endgame has come out? Like, yeah, come on. that was kind of <laughs> silly, but it. Uh, so I'm not going to go too deep into it because that's not the point of this podcast. But uh, it there, it does seem like that the Iron Spider suit is going to be in in that that movie in some form or fashion. Oh yeah, so that's sure, good because sure what I didn't want to see is like all of a sudden he just abandoned this really awesome suit Tony Stark made for him. I'm sure he's going to keep it till it breaks at some point. Yeah. If it breaks, my my guess is because you know, as you know, it's it's he takes like a summer vacation or whatever. I don't know, dude. You take summer vacation? I don't know. I don't know how that works. Would you take a summer vacation after being dead for five years? Well, I mean, when you got to figure that most of your classmates, uh, apparently all of the major classmates that you interacted with, were also dead for five years, so they didn't graduate. And so wow, they, that Thanos sure was considerate. It was very considerate of him to not obliterate. <laughs> I mean, it's it's that. Yeah, there there are certain things I've chosen not to think too hard about, and one of which is all the main characters from Spider-Man having also been Thanosed away, so they can still be the same age and in high school yeah, together. His friend Mary Jane, like all yeah, of them. Flash Thompson, like it's just kind yeah. of silly. But there's there's other things I like. If you if you stop and think about it, and we are not going down this rabbit hole, but when Hulk does the snap that brings everybody back. Oh, I, I know where, where this rabbit hole's going. Go ahead. <laughs> Some people were probably not in a wonderful condition where being brought back to that same spot was good for them. Oh, yes. So, like, like what if you were on a cruise? Now you're just in the middle of the now ocean. Now you're in the middle of the ocean. Or on a plane. Yeah, now you're in the sky. Or are you, like, yep. back on the plane in the same spot? Or, you know... What if you were in surgery? What if you were in your car and your car was compacted? Are you brought yeah. back compacted? Yeah. What if you were in surgery? What I mean, what if what if you were in intensive care and you were on machines that were uh-huh. medically necessary, and then you got snapped away and snapped back? You're not back on those machines. And then then you got to figure like people who couldn't care for themselves. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna stop right there. But uh, it's Plus, it's. I will say I will add one thing to this rabbit hole, and then then we're we'll done. We're done. Just imagine the world has adapted after five years of half of the world being gone, and then five years later. They all magically come back in like two seconds. Like, think about like what if families have like moved on, yeah. you know, new relationships, new marriages, and suddenly here's your ex back from the dead. Yeah, that dude at the <laughs> beginning is dating some other guy now. Yeah, <laughs> like they could have like a kid with someone else. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. So I, I've the the way I've chosen to get past this 
is Bruce Banner is a really smart guy, and he was able to make sure that nothing like that happened when he snapped his fingers. Because he's, I, I don't yeah, he's, think he's a really smart. I don't think he's, he was that. He's smart. really smart because he had he was he was Professor Hulk smart. I'm, I'm gonna have to kill your optimism nope, nope. here. Super, Professor Hulk smart. <laughs> Moving on. So let's talk about <laughs> Professor Hulk for a second. Okay, I'll, I'll avoid uh, spoilers for the next movie then. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's talk about uh, Professor Hulk. I feel like I w- really would have liked to have seen some of the resolution. I mean, when we last oh, saw yeah. Bruce Banner, I was not a fan of what they did with yeah. Hulk here. Not because of Professor Hulk, but because they just skipped. Yeah. That conflict it, entirely. It just it just com- happened completely off screen, you know. Like yeah, when when you last gave us Bruce Banner, he couldn't even summon the Hulk. The Hulk was basically afraid to show himself. Yeah, like Thanos beat him. Yeah, and for the first time in his life, he was terrified and he refused to come out to fight. Yeah, you left him to have to fight in the uh, in the 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 uh, Hulkbuster armor. Mm-hmm. Now, and I know this was originally planned because they actually built a Funko Pop of this. There was supposed to be a point where he turned into Hulk inside the armor and busted out as Hulk. I imagined to fight the big dude he was fighting at the end. Uh-huh, and then, probably. And at some point, I guess they decided we're not going to do that. So he, you know, that's when, like, Bruce says, I'll just do it myself. Um, and I think that took away a, a very special moment that I really wish I could have seen. And so he could finally be the Hulk again, even if ever so briefly, just so that, you know, then if you do that, and then he becomes Professor Hulk after, you know, five years of, like, finding his inner peace, I'm okay with that. It's that this yeah, Hulk, I, this Hulk didn't, there, this, there was no resolution. Yeah, it, it felt really unearned. Yes, exactly um, right. And, like, it really bugs me because, so in Infinity War, like, Hulk... Like after Thanos punches him, like we never like really see him again. Yeah, basically like he comes. He, he says no one time. Yep. and then that like, goes right back into Banner. Yep, and that's the last we ever see of him. That's the last we ever see of that Hulk. And I so I know uh, the uh, the Russo brothers. I know they came out because they, it wasn't explained in the movie. So they came out and they explained actually no, he's not scared of Thanos despite what it looks like in the in the film. <laughs> And they said something like, oh, no, he's just tired of being used as, like, a weapon by Banner or something, whatever. But my point uh, to continue off of this was, and what really bugged me about Endgame was that, so, you know, Hulk refuses to come out in, in all of Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And then in Endgame, uh, when they go to get, go get Thanos, he still won't come out. Like, he's still using the Hulkbuster armor. Yes. And I'm just like, half the universe died and Hulk still refuses to help? Like, what? <laughs> So, like, so the character of Hulk was like completely ruined. I I agree wholeheartedly. And I, I, so let's say you know that is that is what they meant. Let's let's take the Russos at their word, and their intention was that well, the Hulk didn't want to be used as a weapon anymore. Okay, well, you the directors had to come out after the movie and tell me that. So exactly. that's a yeah. failure on exactly. you. That's on and that, you. That is why, even though they said this, I'm sticking with Hulk is too scared, because that's what the film makes it look yeah, like. That's what your film that you gentlemen created said. And so that's that's what it showed me. You can't just tell me the opposite. You need to show me. And you never exactly. sh- you never showed show. me anything to the contrary. You never showed me that resolution. And so Professor Hulk was unearned, in my opinion, and I don't like him. And did he seem to look even more CGI to you? Yes. Okay, good. I mean, so it wasn't yes, wasn't just did. me. Yeah. I just yeah. He, he felt he looked so good in the other movies and then in this movie he felt very very CGI. Maybe maybe it was like the the extra clothes he wore like the gigantic shirt or something. But maybe. It just looked more CGI. It did. 
It it really did. Um, and not that he ever had a whole awful lot to do in the movie anyway. I mean, his contribution was getting the time stone, um, which was really not something that the Hulk did. It was really more Bruce Banner at that point. Yeah. And then he uh, he did the snap, and then it, I mean that was the that was it. That was the extent of his contributions. Yeah, like uh, he he did pick up like the building like towards the ends, like when Thanos attacks, like. They were, I know what they were doing. They were they were hearkening back to a famous cover. Yes, where Hulk was like lifting up a mountain on the comic book cover, and that was him like reenacting the same thing, but didn't quite have the impact. Yeah, it it, it didn't. I felt there was there were some things in this movie that really had a lot of powerful impact, and there were some things in this movie that just kind of fell flat. And I think Professor Hulk fell flat, and and oh, everything yeah. associated with him, and all of his moments, and all of his doings, it just. It fell flat. The funniest thing that he ever did, the most, I mean, not not even just funny, but, like, the most uh, important thing he did in the movie was pretend to be an angry Smashing Hulk for about two seconds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I guess I guess we need to talk about Hawkeye, because... Yeah, uh, I will say one more thing about, about Hulk. Go, go it, was just, yeah. it was just, like, the Hulk dabbing. I was like, really? Oh, that, that whole scene was just really super cringy. And in a movie that was already kind of long, stuff like that really, really bothers me. Yeah, like, this movie was a marathon. It was it was a long movie. I mean, we're talking like it was Batman v Superman long. And yeah. there was a lot of dead space in there for stuff that there didn't was. need to be in there. And especially when you're completely, like, ignoring other very well-established characters we would all like to see back again. That's mm-hmm. not cool. Yeah, and so, like, in the end, it's like... So really, like, the last we see of Hulk is in Infinity War, and then we just have Bruce Banner, you know, like, puppeteering the Hulk, and it's just, it, it did not sit well with me at all. Yeah. Now he's dabbing and eat, eating tacos, I'm just like, ah, well, this could have been mean, cut. <laughs> I like tacos, but yeah, again, it was... There I was, like tacos, too, there was, but... It, it, like, it didn't need to be in the movie. This? Like, it was... It, I'm not a big fan of telling directors they have to make shorter movies, but when when your uh, when your movie it gets over three hours, then you really need to look at things like how much time did we spend dedicated to tacos? Yeah, and was was the tacos necessary for this movie to tell its story? It would be like if in the very first Avengers movie, instead of the shawarma scene being at the credits, they just had a scene. Yes. Of the of the shawarma, like in the movie. Yes. And they're just sitting around for five minutes awkwardly eating shawarma. Like yeah, it was. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I. I'm not going to pretend I'm a better director than the Russos. I can't pretend that. These guys, I mean, people are paying them. They're not paying me. I'm not even, a, like, a real film critic, all right? I I host a, a podcast where I talk about movies, and I get maybe a few hundred listens, which is amazing, considering I happen to know the quality of the product we put out there. So that's awesome. But, um, yeah, that was wrong, and I can't justify it, and I don't see how the directors were able to either. I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right. So now we can talk. But anyway, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Hawkeye, or Ronin, I guess. Yeah. So, truth truth be told, I had no idea that he used to go as Ronin. Hawkeye is not a character I followed very closely in the comic books. Somebody else told me that. I'm not that, I'm not that, uh, I'm not that with it. Um, but, yeah, this Hawkeye, I didn't even notice that he wasn't in Infinity War. So that kind of shows how much I care about this character. Although when the when the the movie opens on him with his family, that I did have the and I was not the only person in the theater like this this sentiment sort of went across the theater when when I was watching is you see him with his family having this nice moment everyone's like, "Oh no." Oh no. This is oh, no. this is yeah. not going to end well for him. 
Yeah, I, I, so I noticed he wasn't in Infinity War, but when they, when Thanos did the snap and all of the original Avengers survived, I was like, I bet Hawkeye also survived. Yeah. He's not even in the movie, but considering who coincidentally did survive, I bet he's also a survivor. Well, we've already established that Thanos is a very considerate snapper. Absolutely, yes. So it stands to reason that he uh, he decided that he was going to be nice enough to leave the original Avengers around so that... You know, just to beat him later on. Yeah, just so that we could get the original back for one last movie before passing Have you seen, the... like, like in the comics, like the, this is Thanos' weakness <laughs> that he subconsciously has to lose? Yeah, I actually have seen that before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to give him a... I mean, it's better than Squirrel Girl showing up and beating him, I guess, so... Oh, let, let, let us not talk about Squirrel Girl on Hero Talk, <laughs> please. <laughs> yes. All right. So, um, I, I mean, his his arc was kind of weird in that the whole like I've been doing bad things. Like you've just been cutting up bad people. I mean, let's yeah, let's be a hundred percent honest. Like Frank Castle's been doing a lot of that too, and and Frank Castle exists in Marvel, like in this Marvel universe. So yeah. really. <laughs> Yeah, you know, how hard would it have been just to get the Defenders in there for that last scene? They wouldn't have really needed any screen time. Not like anybody got any real screen time. Okay, so I'm about to blow your mind. Are you ready for this? All right, I'm ready. So the the Defenders did not make the final, like, battle. Do you know who did? Who? Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck was in the final battle? He was. It's like a blink and you miss it, but he joins, like, when Black Panther arrives with his army... Like, you see Howard the Duck in the corner helping fight with, like, everyone. Oh, for the lo- Now I'm so... But not Daredevil. <laughs> but not Daredevil, for some reason. We'll go find Howard the Duck. Yes. But not Daredevil. Not Luke, Luke Cage. Cage. <laughs> the Iron Fist. The immortal Iron Fist is not in the battle. Howard the Duck. Jessica Jones I can understand, because Jessica Jones would have totally... I just said, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. She's like, how many people are going to be there? Yeah, you got it. I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, Howard the Duck. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, now I'm depressed. That's just upsetting <laughs> to me. And and I, I also was kind of hoping I would finally see Lady Sif come back, but I guess that's just not going to happen. I guess not, no. I mean, may, hopefully she shows up again. I mean... Speaking of Lady Sif, like, you know who would have been a good contender to take over Asgard instead of Valkyrie? Who? Lady Sif. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She would have, although I think letting Valkyrie take over was a nice consolation for only giving her about two minutes of screen time in this movie. I guess, yeah. She, she, she was, like, there in the beginning and then, like, shows up on a Pegasus unicorn thing. It's a Pegasus. Unicorns have horns and no wings. I, I, I couldn't tell if it had a horn as well or not. If, if it had a horn, it would not be a Pegasus. It would be an alicorn. Well, I did not know that was a thing. So. That, is a, that is a thing that I've learned from watching eight seasons of My Little Pony with my daughter. Uh, I, I submit to your extensive pony knowledge. Yeah, I've, I've watched all eight seasons and the Equestria Girls and the movie. So I'm just saying, I know <laughs> a thing or two about magical ponies. So yeah, she shows up on a, a Pegasus mm-hmm. and like picks up Spider-Man and then disappears until Thor... Gives her Asgard. <laughs> no, that's not necessarily okay. true. She reappeared back for the uh, the female Avengers Unite scene. Oh, yeah. That scene didn't make any sense. That, that The scene, I have no problem with the scene, to, uh, to be perfectly fair, and I know a lot of people did. I, I would say that the criticism that, wait, so they were all just in that one place at that one time. And no one else was there. With it's, them. But it, it takes away from like, okay, so I, I, I have no issue with them all being there at the same place at the same time. 
getting that Infinity Gauntlet over to the Time Machine was the single most important thing on the battlefield. I would expect everybody to focus all their attention on that. It was that, okay, so Captain America, what are you doing right now during all this? Yeah, what, what is did, Thor doing? Did like... you have something more important going on than trying to help get the Gauntlet to the Time Machine? Yeah. That... Plus, plus... Um, let's not forget Captain Marvel, who can fly at the speed of light, could not get it to the time machine on her own. See, this is, I knew we were going to have to get around to Captain Marvel eventually. And it was, <laughs> this is my, my issue. And it was, I was, I, I called it. She's too OP for the movie. So yeah, so Marvel has, through their own fault, they have created their own Superman problem. Yes. And they, and the problem is that they, they, were very careful when they were defining out all these other characters and how powerful they were to they they nerfed them down to keep them within um I would say approachable levels for an audience. Yes. Captain Marvel they did not do that. If anything they expanded <laughs> I don't I don't necessarily feel they expanded her power. Well, I just from think the comics, because, because I, in the comics Well since, like, since nobody Hulk is stronger than right, she Right, but they powered the down comics. everybody else. So when yes. she's at the same power level from the comic books and they've they've kind of like pumped the brakes on everybody else. She is now like eons ahead of everybody else oh, in yeah. terms of power to the point where they have to come up with reasons why she's not around in order to make it dramatic. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, I sorry, Avengers, you're helping Earth. I'm helping thousands of planets." Like that's a quote: thousands of planets mm-hmm. suffering the exact same things. So like, oh. You're Superman of Marvel now. Yes. That's, what, that's the only way to take that. that, and, that, and, that's, <laughs> and, that and it comes with the baggage that Justice League had with Superman, is that, mm-hmm. okay, so now you have this character that shows up at the end and is super OP, and now the person that's been giving them so many problems, she just flicks away within two seconds. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's so, exactly so what in happened. in Infinity War, we saw, like, the Hulk, you know, Thanos brawl, which lasted, like, two minutes, if that. Like, more like 30 seconds. Yeah. And the you know, Hulk gets destroyed, and you know Thor gets beaten like off screen. He's in chains when the movie starts. Yes. And then like Captain Marvel finally like attacks Thanos, and it's like the reverse of that. Like he's not even like he she doesn't even flinch. Now to when, be like, fair, he, he tossed her around a little bit before that moment. She actually binaried up in order to to be able to shrug off his headbutt. Well, still, still. Okay, I'm just I'm just being fair about it. Like, it's not like she came, it, she wasn't quite the same as, as Superman, who Steppenwolf couldn't even, you know, must have hair, his hair, basically. She, well, yeah, she got tossed to around the, a bit. the power stone to actually, like, fight back. Well, he, when she first came down, he was able to, he was able to fight her off, and then she, uh, when she binaried up to stop him from closing his hand, then that's when she, like, completely shrugged off his hit, like, his headbutt, like yeah. it was nothing. And then then he used the power stone and he punched her hard enough that she never posed another threat to anyone I, I in the I guess he league. knocked her out, I guess. I, I, she doesn't show up again. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't show up again until the funeral. So Yeah. So yeah, I mean I so I, I could see how thankfully the infinity stones were there, so they were able to mitigate how overpowered she was, but it was it's the Superman problem. She shows yeah. up, she takes out his whole spaceship and like, oh, Wow, of only you'd only just been here the whole time. Again, what were you doing that was more important than this right now? You know, like it, it just it was it it created a problem that they had to come up with ways around, and their way around it was to take this character who's supposed to be the new face of the franchise, who had a movie that beat a billion dollars, and they got rid of her for the majority of the movie. She's got like twelve minutes of screen time. I feel like she was a last minute addition. But I because Captain Marvel was delayed from its original release date. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it came out, you know, conveniently between Infinity War and End and uh, Endgame. 
So I feel like like they were trying to push, oh, here's the new face of the franchise after Iron Man goes away. But because uh, Infinity War and Endgame were already like you know really well into production, they just didn't have room for her. Yeah. Well, I guess if if I'm to believe some of the reports that I've read, it's that you know they they had filmed her parts for Infinity War before she would even filmed Captain Marvel. So when it comes down to it, like we we had no idea she was going to be huge. <laughs> you know, like we just thought it was going to be another. I mean, you know, like Ant Man or Doctor Strange, where you just sort of hope they to do be all fair, right. Ant-Man and Doctor Strange did not have endgame hype behind them. That's true. And I, I think a lot of a lot of the uh, the driving force behind Captain Marvel, it, it just in addition to this, you know, being a, uh, a different sci-fi character, is that when you're in the Marvel family, people are going to see you. And when you're the movie that was kind of hyped up as the in-between movie for Infinity War and Endgame. Oh, yeah. You were, you oh, yeah. were put absolutely. You were put really in, in the Goldilocks zone. I think it benefited a lot from like there was a lot of a lot of really good things going for it. Uh, to be fair to Brie Larson, she looks exactly like I imagine Captain Marvel would look in real life. Um, yeah, but it, I don't I don't know if it's the directors or what's going on. But if she's supposed to be the new face of of Marvel, maybe it's all a red herring. You think? Maybe maybe, maybe now that but why uh, why Disney wouldn't she be Fox, like? Maybe she'll be like food for Rogue. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean. And we'll get, like, superpower Rogue, who can fly and has super strength, like in the 90s. Maybe. I liked Rogue in the 90s, to be honest. Oh, Rogue was great. I'd love to see Rogue back in the 90s like that. I mean, it's kind of would be unfortunate for Brie Larson, but... It would. Um, But Anna Paquin would have a pretty good time. Even if it's not Anna Paquin. It's probably just, not going to be know, Anna Paquin. Just, you know, Rogue. Like. Yeah. I was actually, I was spitballing the other day, like, who might be Wolverine? And I know some people were kind of disappointed, like, oh, it would have been nice if Wolverine appeared at the end. And like, well, th- this movie was done filming before that deal went through. So, yeah, I don't know what you thought they were going to do. But uh, I-, I actually I did finally pick somebody who I think would be a good Wolverine. Oscar Isaac. That, yeah, I could, I could kind of see that. Yeah, Can't you kind of see it a little bit? Yeah, it'd be kind of funny because he was also uh, Apocalypse. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? People people do that all the time. The, yeah, <laughs> that dude from from Guardians of the Galaxy uh, and from Captain Marvel was also uh, Shazam. So the Wizard Shazam, the Wizard Which Shazam. Yeah, <laughs> not the hero, not Captain Marvel. Yes, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it happens. I just think it'd be funny because yeah. you know it's, it, they're both X characters. I mean, you know, and... happens that that crazy dude that worked for Joker in Dark Knight went on to be Ant Man's buddy. So this is true. So people cross over. It happens. I I just anyway. Yeah. That's. My thought. Uh, this new, I mean, look at this Ryan new... Reynolds. He was Green Lantern. Now he's Deadpool. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But uh, and and you know, this is this is also. I'm the eternal optimist, right? So at the very end, when they open all the portals and everyone's coming through, and and I knew, I knew this wasn't going to happen. But there was a little piece of me that thought, what if the Justice League came through one of these portals? <laughs> like intellectually, I knew that was not going to happen. But still, there was a part of me that was like, what if though? What if the Justice League showed up just now? You know, suddenly, like Thanos looks like he's victorious. And he's yeah. like, "I am inevitable," and he's like, "You know, I've got a word to say about that." And he looks up; it's like Superman. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I might have a word Just to say him. to you about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would have that would have been funny. He's like, "Oh yeah, if you guys thought Captain Marvel was OP, let's just have Superman <laughs> show up." Here's here's the OG superhero. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, all right, well, I'm just going to go to the bathroom now, because... I guarantee you, though, that would have blown everyone's minds if, like, Henry Cavill had just shown up. Listen, that blew everyone's minds in Shazam when people thought he was going to show up. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Spoilers for Shazam. Whoops. I I, I brought a lunch buddy in. (laughs) Yes. 
Superman. That was I was so I was in the I was in a pre-screening, so like nobody knew, right? Nobody had seen this. Was one of the first times the movie was being seen. Critics hadn't even seen it yet, so uh-huh. I had no spoilers except for the stupid toy line. But anyway, the toys had the, the Shazam family action figures, uh-huh. so I knew that was coming. However, if if you're familiar with Shazam and and the Captain Marvel family, like I am, you also knew that was coming. So not really that big a deal, but. Anyway, I, when he showed up, like the whole theater was like flipping out. Like, are they gonna? No way! And then they make the cut, and then yeah. And so you wonder, like, are people gonna think that's funny? Are they gonna think it's a cop out? And the whole theater just clapped. It was like, yes, <laughs> that was. Well, if you can't, if you say, can't like, get is... Henry Cavill, don't even get anybody. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I made a tweet about this, but I was like, I think DC should really understand the value of not doing instead of a full team movie, just do like. Duos. Oh, I like, I think you know, I think so the, get, world's the world's finest could finest be it. Superman, Batman. Yeah. Or how about Superman, Captain Marvel? That that is a wholesome relationship. I would I would watch Superman, Captain Marvel. That, that's such a wholesome team up. It like, would be. <laughs> although the problem is they're too similar in powers to team up. Similar in powers, yes, but personality. I think <laughs> I think I think it'd be, I would watch that. But anyway, we are talking but about Superman Avengers would be a now. Great let's, straight man to him. Let's, <laughs> so I suppose at, the, at this point we really should try to discuss Iron Man. Okay, let's talk about Iron. So it's, I mean, it's, it's, it, that's the big one, right? That's the one that everyone was talking about. That was the, uh, that was the spoiler. You know, somebody was going to die, and it was Iron Man. So okay, so I want to start off with this is it's kind of backtracking, sort of, kind of. Okay. How did Captain Marvel find him? Yeah. So <laughs> you're assuming that we start from the point where Captain Marvel shows up at the Avengers. Um, right, she, I almost said Earth. Avengers Mansion, but it really wasn't. It's the Avengers Compound, we'll say. Yeah. And she's like, "Where's Fury?" And they kind of got a back brief. It's like, well, you know how like a couple of weeks ago, half of everybody just went away. Uh, so this has to do with that. And so I think at some point in time, they must have had some notion of who Thanos was or where he's from. Um, if he is as if he was as well known as he said he was, then somewhere in her travels over the last twenty some years, Captain Marvel had heard of the man. And th- thus far, knew where Titan was, and so she searched between Earth and Titan. That's how I. That's how I'm choosing to hit the I believe button there. But space is so big. It is. And they it is so big. Titan and <laughs> it is. It is big. She can move fast, and she's got to figure there's only so many different different ways to get from Titan to Earth. Like this would be a tall order for Superman to do. <laughs> Not Superman to do it. Yeah, it's... he could do it, but like even he would take a little while. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, it's, this would really be a great job for a Green Lantern or a Green Lantern Corps. Well, because they could just put out like some feelers out there and probably get mm-hmm. a good and follow like a ship signature or something like that. If only Marvel had some kind of core similar to Green Lantern. That, you know, worked in space all the time. Oh, let's just not go crazy here. Maybe they could be, like, sun-related. I, like the sun core. Sun core? I don't know. Maybe or a, a, Nova, a Nova. Supernova type. core. I've, I've heard that movie's in production right now. In pre-production, I should say. How? They're dead. I Apparently, somebody survived. <laughs> John <laughs> C. Riley is going to come back as Nova. <laughs> That's so sad because that they had all those kids on that planet. They've shown all like the nice families when Star Lord saved them, and well, then may- maybe half of them are still half alive. of them are still around. Yeah, maybe he did like the fifty fifty thing with them. I mean, that has to be what he did with Asgard, right? Because there was a lot yeah, more Valkyrie's Asgardians alive. hanging around than I thought there were going to yeah. be. Yeah, I mean they ha- they have you know Valkyrie there, so yeah. clear, and we didn't see her on the ship, so clearly, right. So it really seems like what happened. happened is that he basically like let half of the people go, and then he slaughtered the other half, and we got so Thor was on the bad half. And, yeah, and then like and Valkyrie uh, and the Valkyrie uh, and the Rock Korg. Korg. Yeah, yeah, they were on the good half. Yeah, because I was wondering, I was like, did they just? 
died. I, I thought it was it was very seemed heavily implied to me that they died, and then they were around. So so that's when I the only way I could get around that in my head is all right. Well, Thanos always does his kill half thing. He's yeah. He doesn't. He's not indiscriminate about it. He was. He's very careful about how he does it. So he probably just did the same thing here. Half of you can go. I'm going to deal with this half. And so what we saw at the beginning of Infinity War was him dealing yeah, was with the, the other half. half. It was the bad half because it was the same little speech that he uh, that he did for um for uh, Gamora's planet. Yeah. You know. So it. Yeah. I'm, that's how I've. That's how I've gotten past that. And then and Captain Marvel. I don't. She just got lucky. She's she's she knows what she's doing. I'm just more <laughs> upset that the ship didn't like. They show that the ship can do jumps. Right. Oh, you wanted them to do like a Guardians like jumping montage? Like why <laughs> why wouldn't they jump if they didn't have that much fuel left on the ship and they were kind of floating dead in space or did they like start a series of jumps and like maybe they, they did admi- off they, screen. Yeah, like they started a jump off screen and they lost power like through midway through their jumps. I guess. And then and then they were adrift in which case it makes even less sense for Captain Marvel to be able to find them, but I mean if she's already going to be OP like Superman, you know Superman would have just found whoever it was right out there. So I'm like, well, you might as well have Captain yeah, Marvel. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's 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 the But yeah, I mean that was like one of the opening things. I was like, did she just find Iron Man in the middle of n- yeah. literally nowhere? <laughs> it's like, ah. How? Yeah. She doesn't even have super hearing like Superman no, does. No, no. Well, you know what? Maybe maybe they just got lucky and that was the first place she looked. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, let's let's move on. Let's yeah. Move on. So so Iron Man, yeah. So he uh, Iron Man. <laughs> so he gets to come back and he has a I, I will say he did not look as emaciated on the ship as he did when he got back. Yeah. I mean, and kudos to making him look emaciated. He looked like he was, you know, close to death. Yeah, on on the ship though he looked a lot healthier. He did, and and I I don't know if that was just the lighting or I don't know what it was or if it was an afterthought I don't know, but he looked healthier on the ship. Uh, it can't have taken him that much longer to get back because he thought they were all going to die soon. And now, uh-huh. granted, like Captain Marvel could have probably like stopped by an oxygen rich planet real quick to just you know. Honestly, I bet she just flew them literally straight to Earth. Oh, you think you think that's what she did? I, Didn't even stop them so. like at a planet that had like food. No, I th- I think. She got there with plenty of time to spare. They had plenty of oxygen left by the time they got to Earth, and she just, like, ripped the ship open. It's like, hey, I got you. You're back. Oh, I mean, that didn't seem very considerate of her. No, but, I mean... she's I mean, not. Ter- I mean, you have to... Uh, the way I try to think of Captain Marvel is because, you know, she, she plays off a little bit arrogant, which the character does in the comic books. I think I think it's, she plays exactly like the character in the comic books. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think, like, when it comes from movie to comic, very, very much captures that arrogance. Oh, yeah, she's she's an arrogant person. I, I, it reminds me a little bit of Power Girl, but she was also, and I like to point this out, she was a pilot. And if you've ever dealt with military pilots, they are arrogant, arrogant people. <laughs> like, they are they are the worst. And I'm, I'm saying this as a military man myself. They are the worst. And so she definitely plays, I am a military pilot who got superpowers cocky. <laughs> it's it fits right with her character because I can only imagine what some of the pilots I know would have been like had they had suddenly got superpowers at this scale. They would have been word for word Captain Marvel. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Tony comes back. He's he's completely emaciated, and then he's like sort of the the only one that just decides to actually move on with his life. You know, Captain America has that whole everybody moves on but us, and T- Tony actually moves on. This is true, yeah. I mean, he's still making suits in his spare time, but, you know, I mean, 
old. Yeah, that's like his hobby. Old habits die hard. Point. You know, it's that's what he does when he's yeah, bored. He we makes established new suits. this with like Iron Man three when he made like all the suits and then destroyed them, and then in Avengers two he had a bunch more suits. Right, because this is this so is like, what he does. He just likes making suits. He really so. enjoys just making making iron suits. He found his niche. It was yeah. it was a fairly late in life calling, and he think this is my this is my thing. He probably you know, still- some people have cars. Yeah. Some people collect Funko Pops. Yeah. And he just makes suits. <laughs> he makes suits. You know, we saw rescue suit, so that's a thing. Yeah. Um, I I don't remember how the suit looked in the comic books. I imagine it was probably pink because they do stupid stuff like that in the comics. Like, get it because it's a girl. So in this case, it was blue. And I think it was like maybe it was white. Maybe I don't know. It's um, and I I believe this is also Gwyneth Paltrow's last movie. I think she said she's done. I would hope so because if if it's Robert Downey Jr.'s last movie, like, what what yeah. what point is there to her? Yeah, her I, I, Rescue is not that big a character from the comic books to stick around. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're not talking about uh, Pepper Potts. So Iron Man. Iron Man. Uh, yeah. So he moves on, and then like it's it's there was this really interesting character arc with him, whereas he figures out time travel in you know an afternoon. Yeah. He, he so he builds a glove for the for the Infinity Stones in like an afternoon. Mm-hmm. And in another afternoon, figures out time travel. Yeah, he's a smart dude. Um, I guess, yeah. And and so, yeah, okay, he figures out time travel, and then he even has this moment where he's like, maybe I just don't go back. You know, he's got his family, he's got his kid, she loves him 3,000, and I'm not going to say he's a bad dad or anything, I, it's not a competition, but just, just this evening, my daughter told me she loves me 100,000, so oh, I don't... Snap. I don't know, I... I I'm not saying it's a direct competition between me and Tony Stark. I'm just saying that a hundred thousand is like a lot bigger than three thousand. This is true. This is undisputably true. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm I'm not a numbers guy. All right, I'm not I'm not like Tony Stark that way. I'm just saying Tony Stark, engineer. <laughs> which number is bigger, hundred thousand or three thousand? Anyway, so it was it's just, it became a very interesting arc with Tony in that you were really. And I think it was, this is something that was actually really well done, is that you really wanted it to work out for him because he had a family. Yeah, he had that Hawkeye factor going for him. Yeah, he, except, you know. except in this case, it actually, uh, yeah, it actually, it happened exactly like you thought it would. Yeah. <laughs> it was, um, I will say, I thought I would be more, I mean, because he's got a young daughter, I got two young daughters, so I thought, like, you know, when he died, I thought I would be more sad. But when you, when you figure, I mean, he, he knew what he had to do, and, and they, they, they really foreshadow it quite a bit, especially when he like he turns towards Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange like gives him the one, basically saying, I know so, I know it Have you seen the the joke about that? No. That he wasn't saying this is the one. He was saying Tony fly up because Captain Marvel has destroyed their spaceship and no one can catch you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Fly up with the gauntlet, you'll be safe. No one can get you. Well, seeing as how they won this way, then that couldn't have possibly been what he was trying to say because this had to be the okay, one. Uh, I have some words about Doctor Strange, but we'll, we'll save that. For well, I was just saying it was, it was very, you know, it was a big moment when he says the one. He's basically saying, like, I know what this you're is, thinking. Yeah, this is the one timeline, yeah. And, and yes, you have to do that thing you're thinking. Yes. And uh, I also heard that the I Am Iron Man line was ad-libbed. That wouldn't surprise me, since he did ad lib it in the very first Iron Man as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, you get a book ended. You know, you start it. Yeah. You start the whole Avengers thing with I am Iron Man. You end it with an ad libbed I am Iron yeah. Man. You know. <laughs> I mean, I I think it was a it was a big character moment. I think it made sense for him to say that. But it was a when so as he's dying and as he as he lays dying there, it was very quiet in the theater. I I just heard people sobbing like like crazy. 
<laughs> it was just, it was kind of, it was, I mean, it was sad. Yes. And, you know, Iron Man is dying. And I will, I, I'm not going to say it wasn't sad. You know, he's got a young kid that he's not going to see again. And that was like sort of the big thing at the end of this is that he had to see that kid again. But man, like they were, people were just sobbing uncontrollably. I, yes. I mean, it was sad, but maybe, maybe it's because I had already predicted Iron Man would die. So I wasn't shocked by it like at all. So I was just like, oh, yeah, he's dead. Like maybe, maybe that's just because I figured he was going to die. So there was like no impact really beyond, you know, the immediate, oh, and now he dies. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I'd sort of hope that he somehow would have pulled through, but, like, then I saw him, and I'm like, yeah, he's not, he's not coming back from that. He's, that's, he's pretty dead. So, I mean, I just, it's a, it's a, it was, his funeral, I think, hit a lot more people. I remember, like, the people in my immediate vicinity were, were crying quite a bit at the funeral, too. Yeah, well, the funeral, like, solidifies it. Like, there's no, oh, he got better off screen, Harriet. No, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say the probably the saddest point of that whole ending, and almost the only point where I actually sort of um, felt an emotional response, was when um, his daughter was talking to Happy about hamburgers. <laughs> You know, yeah, and I think I th- that little girl played it really well in that you know she like she didn't really a hundred percent get what was going on because I was you know I not to get too real here but uh so we had a uh, a family friend and and a, a somebody who you know Emily my my daughter knew quite well and uh on on Christmas Eve this was Christmas Eve she was three almost four just shy of four uh he passes away and so you know you. you you have to tell her, right? And she and you you just think like, "Oh, do I wait?" I'm like, "Well, no, I'm I'm, you know, you don't you don't want to treat her like a kid. You want to treat her like, you know, a person." So, I have to tell her that. And I know she had some trouble with it at first. I mean, like she definitely took it hard, but she had some trouble with it and she wasn't really entirely sure how to process that information. And and she did ask questions for a while like, "You know, hey, so, you know, when is Uncle Bill coming back?" You know, stuff like that. Oh, those awkward questions. Yeah, and so you you have to have the conversation about, you know, well, I mean, when somebody dies, honey, they don't they don't come back. And so, um it I thought the little girl played it very similar to sort of like she's trying to like, you know, like she's sitting there and she wants hamburgers, you know, your daddy liked hamburgers. She's like, "Okay." And she's you're thinking like, you know, that little girl is at some point in time going to be sitting there eating hamburgers with Happy and says, "Hey, when's daddy coming back?" And so help <laughs> me if they showed that, I would have freaking lost it in that theater too. So, um yeah, I mean that it was it was a very well done moment. The funeral was. Uh, did you notice the teenage kid? Uh, I did. I did not know who it was until after the fact. And so I was like, oh, that's the kid from Iron Man three. I was like, oh, yeah. So I I'm not gonna pretend like I recognized him as the kid from Iron Man three, but I will I will say that was my first guess on who that was. I saw him and I'm like, who's that kid? And I'm thinking like, who else would be at his funeral? And I thought I was like, I bet that's the kid from Iron Man three. <laughs> and then. And so I said it to the guy sitting next to me, and he's like, no, that's the kid on the bike from the opening of the movie. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not clearly not the case. It's not the kid <laughs> from the bike. And so I um, – Give him some credit. It was a three-hour movie. The guy probably was having trouble remembering. No, it was it was a three-hour movie. That's true. And, man, I people were – I, I know somebody who went to the bathroom like right at the very beginning of the movie, and I was like, I couldn't believe they did that. Like, what are you doing? You couldn't have gone like during the previews? For the new Men in Black movie, which kind of looks like a really weird Thor spinoff. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. so, anyway, it was, yeah, I, I knew it wasn't the kid on the bike. So then I looked it up. I said, and granted, the movie had only been out for a couple days, but I, I, I typed in Iron Man Funeral, and then it auto-filled in Kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, 
I'm not the only one who's asked this yeah, question. Yeah, lots of people were confused. <laughs> yeah, so I just, I mean, I again, I thought it was the kid from Iron Man 3. I just wanted to confirm it. And yeah, it's the same actor. They got that kid back. I'm like, well, that's a nice bit of continuity there when you figure that, you know, it's, you know, he, he probably looked out for that kid for the rest of his life, more or less, you know? Mm-hmm. I will say, though, that um, I liked... When it comes just to, to Iron Man, like, action scenes, I liked him in, in Infinity War a lot better. Yes, I, I, I felt like, in, and again, this just kind of goes back to the original point that Infinity War did better at giving people their moments. In Infinity War, we got to see that nano suit really do its thing. Oh, it did everything. And we, we, I mean, like, we got to see it do some pretty awesome stuff that I thought was, was amazing and really well done, and it really kind of cemented Iron Man as being, you know, on a level where I could believe him facing off against Thanos and not just getting obliterated. And until he gets obliterated. <laughs> well, yeah, until I mean, eventually, you know, it's. A, I mean, I mean, in Endgame, until he got obliterated. <laughs> yeah, until until Endgame. But in in Endgame, I feel like in the battle scene, we see him fly around and blast some stuff, but like we really don't get to see the new suit, which looked a whole lot like his classic '90s suit. And I mm-hmm. appreciated that. Um, or whatever it is, I guess it would... No, in the 90s, he was wearing that weird suit with, like, just the red shoulders. So this would have been, like, his suit from, like, the 70s, the classic 70s suit. Uh-huh. It, it looked a lot like the classic 70s suit, which I appreciated. And we get to see him blast around a bit, but, like, we don't get to see him do any of the cool stuff. Oh, yeah, so I'm talking about. Like, it was just, like, vanilla Iron Man. It really was. It, it, yeah. I mean, for a movie that got to feature a Captain America versus Captain America fight, I really kind of hope that... that Iron Man would have had his special moment, but I guess his special moment was the snap, so, oh well. I guess, yeah. Speaking of the Captain America, Captain America fight, I appreciate that Avengers 1 Captain America actually won that fight, more or less. Well, yeah, because he, he, he's he, he, he's on a high right now. He saved the world yeah. from aliens. Like, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's just off the ice. He's been doing nothing but train since it happened. Yeah, he doesn't know about Bucky, so he's, that's not weighing him down or anything. Yeah, like, like he, and so he was able, actually able to win, and then it was a nice twist that he, that, you know, modern Cap used Bucky to to actually get the, 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 get the victory. Yeah, he caught him off guard, and yeah. yeah was... I could do this all day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, man, people gotta be really sick of me saying that. But, well, he only even says it, like, Three times? Uh, yeah. In the movies, at least? Three times in the movies. The You know, once in this little kid, once in uh, Civil War, and then had to have done it somewhere else. I think it was here. <laughs> yeah. I was half expecting him to say that at the moment with Thanos, when he was like, the guys came up and he's standing there by himself. And then you get Sam with the uh, on-your-left throwback. Did you catch that? Uh-huh. So, yeah, that was a... Uh... That was a fun. I liked the elevator scene. I really thought I was about to see a repeat of the elevator fight from Winter Soldier. Oh yeah. Well, I'm glad they didn't because we've already seen that fight in Winter Soldier. Yeah, I was kind of <laughs> glad they didn't, but like they're setting up for it. And I'm half expecting him to say like, "If anybody wants to get off, now's the time." But instead, he gets his little hail Hydra moment, and that was like everyone like looks at each other. Like, um, why did nobody let us know that he was in on this? Well, think about like that timeline now. They think Captain America is Hydra. Like, think about how different that's going to play out. Yeah. Like, going to invite him to, like, a secret meeting. Yeah. <laughs> like, so here's our plan to, like, use the helicarriers to wipe out, you know, all their resistance. He's going to be standing there like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Captain America Winter Soldier is going to play out way different in this new alternate way timeline. Way different. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to think, like, so how does alternate – does alternate Loki eventually come back to the main timeline? 
No, he he teleported out with the Tesseract. He's gone. Right, so he's super gone. Leading up to his Disney Plus show, they had to throw that in there. Right, because I, I I get it. He had a Disney Plus show. They had to get creative with bringing some people back who died the old-fashioned yeah, it, way. It's, it's past Loki. Yeah, so it's it's going to be past Loki, but like, so, I mean, when we get the Disney Plus show, is it past Loki in an alternate timeline, or does somehow, because they, they really did not want to go into the rules of time travel and they hand-waved, the crap out of it is past loki gonna still be around and kicking in the modern mcu timeline and my guess is I yes i believe so I, I bet they will it doesn't make any sense for that to happen but they'll do it because they were really trying to not deal with the oddities of time travel they really were like ah, you know what could have fixed this not having time travel yeah well <laughs> they had to do some way to get a bunch of throwbacks in there did they need the throwbacks? No, they really though? didn't. But that's that's how they <laughs> chose to do this. It, but it made it makes sense because if they didn't have to do the time travel to get the stones, there really would have been that moment where you're thinking, why doesn't Thanos just destroy the stones, and that way nobody can undo what he did? So they sort of they decided to ask that question and then answer it, and they came up with time travel, which is just going to get kind of weird and confusing because we're going to get past alternate timeline Loki showing up in. I mean, if you think about it. Technically, when Steve Rogers went back into the past and had his dance with Peggy Carter and stayed with her, he should have created an alternate timeline. But he was still there at that same lake house at the end. So here's another uh, tell-don't-show thing from the Russo brothers. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's their motto. They have said he did, in fact, create an alternate timeline, grew old in that timeline, and then came back as an old man to the current timeline. To hand off his shield. What? Yes. Uh, but, uh, yes. Because, <laughs> uh, again, this is okay. like movie versus what we're being told. Yeah, it's what you show movie, me versus what you're telling like me. just grew old. And, I mean, <laughs> that makes sense, way more sense in the rules of, like, what they tried to establish in the movie. So yeah. I'm not I'm not going to say, like, there's no way that that's, I suppose, you know, that he stayed with Peggy until, you know, Peggy... I will say he looked remarkably good for as old as he was supposed to be. Yeah. And I, some of that you attribute to being a super soldier, and some of that you think, well, if he made the jump, it would have been about 10 years prior to what how old he should have been in that timeline. And after he lived his life with Peggy, then he shot back to to that bench to tell them what happened. Uh-huh. That does make sense. I'm not going to say that's a ridiculous theory. But again, show, don't tell. And the Russo mm-hmm. brothers are all about tell, don't show. Yes. So, I don't know. I'm going to take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, I'm I'm going to file it under just like Hulk didn't want to fight. Just, nope, he was scared. Yeah, and you know what's going to happen is when, when we get past alternate Loki showing up in the current MCU main timeline, that little theory thing that they put out there is going to be just ridiculous, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Although, unless there's some sort of multiverse theory now that there has been time travel and we have now splintering timelines... So, since you said the magic word, yeah, I, w- I didn't want to go there, but we went there. So, <laughs> uh, apparently, in the latest Spider-Man trailer, that word gets dropped. It sure does. Yeah. I was I was very yeah. hesitant. I didn't want to I didn't want to go there, but to be honest, that is a way to get past this. Is if there is a multiverse and the 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 snaps have been opening up doors to the multiverse. There are pathways for that for alternate timeline Loki to come back to the main timeline. 
And there are pathways for, let's say, the X-Men or the Fantastic Four to show up. And there are pathways for... Mm -hmm. um, Deadpool. Deadpool can show up. There are pathways for Deadpool. We could finally get Miles Morales show up. Almost like a uh, a Spider-Verse. Almost like a Spider-Verse of some kind. Yeah. Which I I expect to hear the word Spider-Verse dropped at some point in time in Far From Home. Or it could just be that Mysterio, because he is or he's a yeah, he's man. a big giant faker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or and I'm just throwing this out there. What if what if there was a Justice League Avengers crossover? Hmm, you could be onto something with uh, this. It, it could it could happen. It's it could happen. I mean, if you want to top Thanos, right? Because if if Thanos is gone and you need to come up with the next big bad villain, then I mean, you go with Dark Side, right? Of course. And if you're going with Darkseid, who uh, I believe that uh, Screw Attack, are they still called Screw Attack or are they, they Death I'm Battle? I'm not sure. The Death Battle people. Not that I, I don't yeah. like to always reference other people's work, but they did a Thanos versus Darkseid. Um, and I was worried because, you know, when you when you, when you you do Thanos versus Darkseid, like on the heels of Avengers, you really wonder like, okay, are you guys really going to do your due diligence or are you just going to let the fan favorite win? And they did uh-huh. their due diligence and Darkseid is way beyond Thanos, even with the gauntlet. Oh, even with it? Wow. Oh, yeah, you didn't see that one? Oh, they... I did, I was, I did not watch that they one. They gave Thanos the gauntlet. Huh. They gave him the gauntlet, be- and Darkseid still wins. Omega Beams, they're too good. It's, uh, yeah, the thing is, if we really get into, like, the, the Darkseid lore, there are definitive reasons why that would work. Like, you know, like why the Infinity Gauntlet doesn't turn the tide. And it makes... Oh, yeah, because Darkseid, isn't he, like an extra dimensional god or something yep, and that's exactly yeah, right yeah yeah all that he's extra dimensional like the 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 person that you see in the comic books that's is like a, a fragment of him yeah that's a that's a an avatar that's a fragment right. of him that he's allowed to come in to allow him to control an avatar and so they and they they really played it like okay so Thanos can definitely take out the avatars but he can't take out dark side and you know and they they said so even if he were to manage to meet dark side face to face actually face to face well now he's in another dimension or this little pocket dimension and the stones have no power there this is true it doesn't work uh, outside the marvel universe yep in jla avengers dark side wore the infinity gauntlet tried to yes, do something with it it didn't and work and it didn't work and he said this is worthless you can have it <laughs> I mean, it, it is worthless to him. It doesn't work. Yeah. It's, it's like, this is just jewelry. Yep. It was it was absolute worthless trinket to him, and he threw it away. So that was, uh, so that, I mean, then, and that was a factor. So anyway, so not to totally get into the screw attacks thing, but I thought that was very well done. And that kind of shows you that, hey, Darkseid could be the next big bad. Although, my, personally, if I had to make a wild guess, I would say Galactus. Yeah, now that they've gotten the Fantastic Four rights back... A lot of people are saying Galactus. I mean, I don't know who else you would really do. I mean, I, now, I don't know if they'd planned out their next phase, phase four. Uh, not not to the next Avengers movie, I don't believe they've planned out yet. Because they had said, they've said, like, straight up, like, there's not going to be new X-Men in the in phase four. Yeah, so it's like phase five, I would yeah. imagine. And when you think about it, like, okay, well, they also have Dark Phoenix coming out, so you can't, you can't reboot, you know, you right when you have the new movie coming out. It's not Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you, you have to figure that they're probably going to give it some time to uh they, they got to find someone for wolverine yeah I mean, <laughs> they got to get get oscar isaacs and talk for wolverine it's true yeah i mean he's he's already Xavier in the star wars and... family so that you know they they already have an in at the table 
Yeah. So just get, but they need to, you know, get the recasting and they need to reestablish these people within the, uh, within the the Marvel Cinematic Universe continuity and then get them to show up. And so, yeah, I think phase five is probably more accurate. We might see a Fantastic Four. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up now. I, I Yeah, probably. I don't know about phase four for the Fantastic Four, although that would, you know, with the numbering scheme, that would kind of make sense. Yeah. But I, maybe I, I think Phase Four was pretty much already planned out. We're looking at you know Spider, well, not, not not this Spider-Man, but I think maybe another Spider-Man mm-hmm. after this upcoming one, yeah. Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Black Widow. I, I think but, it's pretty I much mean, set. How's Black Widow gonna get a movie? Because she's she's legit dead. She's dead dead. It's a prequel. Well, th- didn't they learn their lesson with Solo? When you know how the character <laughs> dies, you don't care about the prequel. I know Apparently, the end, I know the end of her story. The beginning of it isn't important to me. I don't yep. I don't want to see an origin movie unless it has some I want to see an origin movie I, I shouldn't say I don't want to see an origin movie I think there's a lot of stuff there to talk about but the, the I want to see an origin movie through the lens of her current day ongoing adventures and if there's no current modern day ongoing adventures you know because she's dead on Vormir then then I don't really want to see the origin movie. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. I kind of don't care about a Black Widow prequel movie. Yeah, not not if she's dead. I would have cared if she was still alive. I would have been all about that if she was still alive, but she's dead, so I don't care. Yeah. Unless they find a way to bring her back. Maybe alternate Loki finds alternate Black... I don't know. I'm just <laughs> making stuff up now. All right. Um, I don't... Is there anything else you want to talk about, Avengers? I kind of... Doctor Strange. I want to talk all about right. this guy. All right. You know what? Let's talk about the Sorcerer Supreme, then. So, I think that this whole, like, there's only one timeline where we win is a load... Of crap. You think there were multiple timelines where they win? I think there was only one timeline where they won, and he got to kill off Tony Stark. Because they, they did not get along. <laughs> they, they did not, no. And I think that's what he was actually looking for. So he, because, he found the know, timeline where Tony dies. Yes. And then he's like, yep, we're just going to go. He's like, yep, going to aim for this one. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, here's the question, though. is uh, So did he see all he, – he didn't see all the possible timelines. He saw many of them. He saw like fourteen million, yeah, or something. and they only won in one of them. But like, did you stop after you found the one they won in, or did you keep looking to see if? I mean, in, in in infinite possible futures, there had to have been other victory plans out there, didn't you? Maybe want to have a a couple of back pocket contingencies. Yeah. See, this is so. For instance, like the whole time travel thing with Ant Man, it opened up so many possibilities. Like, you know how they go back to get the stones from like the timeline. Mm-hmm. What if they went back to like? Before Star Lord punched Thanos in the face, and yeah. he had like the gauntlet with like four stones already. What if they just took that gauntlet? Or you know what? You know what? No, no. Now you got me mad because I thought Star Lord was going to get his opportunity at redemption. No, nope. and he did not. <laughs> and now I'm mad. All right, keep going. So, so the, immediately when they said the time travel thing, this is not really Doctor Strange yet, but I, I just had kind of had to throw it in there. It's just like you know that could have been a way to win. You know? Yeah. Because he was already incapacitated, and only it was only Star Lord, you know, punching off uh, what's her face, and you know the whole thing went, you know, went went to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. With uh, yeah. you know, after that, it's like you could have just time traveled to Titan. The girl with the antenna. Star just knock Star Lord out. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Rocket doesn't know Mantis's name. He's been on the ship with her for how many months? He's just never bothered learning her name. I think that's yeah. fun. But yeah, it's very Rocket. I was like, you could you could have done that. And just had like all you needed was like the mind stone at that point. So, so <laughs> oh well. Um, but Doctor Strange. So, um, so he creates a portal to Earth from Titan. So it, you know he's established he can do that. Mm-hmm. So it's like 
you couldn't cut off Thanos' arm with one of these portals you can open to Earth. And just, it's like, like there, there are, what I'm trying to say is there are multiple ways he could have won. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Doctor Strange is not a very creative individual. I think we saw that in his movie, and we're seeing. I say this only because he now. did the same thing in Infinity War to a lesser minion of Thanos. That wasn't Doctor Strange. It was Doctor Strange. No, it wasn't. No, it was Wong. It was Wong. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, see, still, the, Wong the is a better practitioner of magic than Doctor Strange. I said it. <laughs> but um, so uh, so let's fast forward a bit to like the final battle with okay. Thanos. Okay. And Doctor Strange has teleported like Wakanda there, mm-hmm. and you know, all this stuff. I was like. Why doesn't Doctor Strange fight Thanos now? Like, <laughs> Thanos could not defend himself without the Infinity Gauntlet against Doctor Strange. Like, oh, I'll just send you to the mirror dimension, Thanos. That's true. That probably would have been, uh, well, that, the they came it, up with it, the whole bursting dam thing to, I think, try to... Yeah. It, it, was, it's this, it's, it was the Captain Marvel effect again. They had to keep him busy with something else. Well, yeah, so that like, we don't get to see him actually be as powerful as he needs to be, because otherwise it would have been a one-sided fight. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, once again, you had a way to easily stop Thanos. And it's like, oh, no, sorry, guys. I got I to gotta hold this dam intact. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, um, create my also, little mini tornado thing. Yeah. Also, um, speaking of, we had Scarlet Witch single-handedly defeat Thanos. To the point where he had to, like, you know, kill his own men because he panicked. That's true. He was losing so she badly. Was, in, in a mo- it, that moment actually got a lot of chuckles in the theater when he said, I have no idea who you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is past Thanos. Like, I don't know yeah, this person. Like, he's, just, he's like, I, who are you? So that was, yep, yeah, that's also true. I was just like, there are so many ways that, like, if Captain Marvel had just, I don't know, punched him a few more times after she, like, super saiyaned up, like, that could have been a way to win. It was like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like... Iron Man did not need to die because there were so many ways they could have taken Thanos out by this. Well, point. if you take if you take Doctor Strange at his word, yes, he did. That no matter what else they would have done, Thanos would have regrouped and and no, no, and no, because this is what I'm saying. It's yeah, like, yeah, but I'm just I'm just saying I've I've elect- somewhere there's an alternate timeline where Captain Marvel just headbutted Thanos back, <laughs> and that's how they won. <laughs> that's true. That's really what she should have done is just headbutt him back, and then then maybe yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? There, there are more, many, many ways. The official stance of Hero Talk is that Doctor Strange was being honest. And therefore, <laughs> every what they should have done would not have worked. So therefore, we don't have to, to spend endless time. I've just thought, <laughs> I just thought of two more things I want to talk about real quick. Because we, we have what? to talk about these. One is, uh, so we got to go back to uh, to Asgard. Was did um was Naomi Port- Natalie Portman? Not Naomi Portman. That's not a real person. But Natalie Portman, was she in this movie or were they recycling footage from Thor? They they recycled some del- deleted footage from Thor The Dark World. Okay. And I think they might have gotten her into voice like a line. All right. Like off, yeah, but it was it was recycled footage. Okay, that's what I thought cuz I thought it was really weird that they they never actually show her interacting with, you know, anybody having to do with the mission of like getting the ether out of her. How did Captain America put it back in her? This is a family podcast. <laughs> that's not where I was going with that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a family podcast either. I'm pretty sure we have an explicit tag, but uh, I guess I guess we earned it today. So um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure he's got Rocket's little thing. I, I was like, yeah, because but now it's a stone. Did he like break it 
and inject it back into her? I'm sh- I th- they figured out something I don't know. Shuri's back. She, you telling me Shuri can't figure out how to handle that? I, I don't see how. Listen, no. Shuri, Shuri is the ultimate uh, deus ex machina. Anytime but you have a how did they come up with a way to do this, like Shuri invented something. She's really, but really he didn't smart. he talk to Shuri. He just went to Asgard. But he knew who Shuri was, though. It's it's not like, you know, Iron Man, who was like, you know, I have no idea who Shuri or King T'Challa are. I guess he knew King T'Challa, but he didn't know Shuri. But but Captain America and Shuri, they were buddies. And so, and, and she's the smartest person that he knows, except maybe Rocket. I don't know. They were really weird on that. You know, when Rocket told Tony Stark, hey, remember, you're only the smartest man on Earth. So. Uh, Rocket seems more like MacGyver. Than you know, legit yeah, smart. I, I don't think you know I don't I mean? think he's really an inventor. I think he can just make a bomb out of anything. Yeah, yeah. He's he's more like he's he's very crafty, like on the fly. Like he could he could have done some really cool stuff with that war machine armor, which it looks like he did that we never got to see. Sadly. And uh, but but yeah, what was it? What did he tell Stark? Was it that like you're only you're only the smartest man on Earth, or you're only a genius on Earth? I think it was the genius on Earth. I yeah. think. I don't think he actually called him the smartest man. Yeah, but. But Shuri, Shuri figured out a way to, to turn it back into an injectable form. I, I guess. I'm going to go with that. Uh, <laughs> so the other thing, speaking of Shuri, is, uh, man, how small a part did T'Challa get in this movie? Oh, he he, he he popped up, said the little battle cry, and I think that was it. Yeah. I mean, it was, <laughs> again, and it, some of that is they were saying, like, you know, they, we were, they, were, they were filming Black Panther at the time. We didn't know it was going to be huge. And, you know, I guess Wakanda and, and T'Challa factored in very heavily, I think probably more into Infinity War, but Infinity War also factored a lot of people more heavily in because it was a better done movie. Yeah, absolutely it was. So it, it comes down to the point where if you if you take a, take a step back and think, who is the new face of, of the Avengers going forward? Because it's not going to be Thor. He's an Asgardian of the galaxy now. Well, according to Marvel, it's going to be Captain Marvel. I mean, I mean, I I get it. She's she's currently the most powerful person. She's the Superman, so she's going to be the new face of the franchise, like Superman. I, I honestly like, but I mean, I, w- I would have just made it Spider Man. That's what I thought. Is I mean, <laughs> Spider Man. No, he can't do it alone. If you want to have the Avengers, you need to have all the bigs together, and you need to establish three new bigs. And I think the three bigs you need to establish are Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, and uh, Black, Black Panther. Panther. And problem is, those are three people who did not get a lot of screen time in this movie. That really should have been a passing of the torch. It was it was more of a it was more of a last hurrah for the original crew and less of a passing and of the torch. That's that's kind of like my big thing against the movies. Like if you look at it, as I look at it as a typical like Marvel movie, I wasn't that big of a fan of it. You have to look at it in the lens of this is a farewell to the originals. Right. But if you don't look at it with that lens, like the movie just falls apart because all it is is just throwbacks. Yeah, and I, I get I get that and I appreciate it, but so now you've you've left a pretty big heavy weight hanging around phase four as when mm-hmm. Avengers five has to come out and I need to be behind your new Avengers lineup. You need to have me behind these people in the new Avengers lineup. And you did a really bad job putting me in a position where I could do that. Well, yeah, it was like in uh, age of Ultron when they were like, this is the new Avengers, you know, and it was like captain America and like vision and Scarlet witch and war machine. And I was like, eh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> So it's not a very, like, big team. <laughs> yeah, and well, then they broke up, like, 20 minutes later when Tony Stark yeah. got mad. Yeah. But it's, again, I just felt like it was, a, it was I was being told they're the new face. I wasn't being shown they were the new face. Yeah, once again, we're falling back into that 
problem. Yeah, and I, I, I just feel like it, I would have really liked to have seen if, 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 if these are the three, and I think they're the natural three that are the the new sort of leaders, the new bigs of the Avengers. And if Captain Marvel is going to be the face, and that's fine, Captain Marvel could be the face of it. And T'Challa, because I mean, it's Black Panther, and Black Panther is one of the coolest characters in all of comics, so why wouldn't he be? And Spider Man, because it's freaking Spider Man. Then. You have those three people really should have been more front and center um, somehow. And I know they those were one person was away in deep space and two got snapped away. But when they came back, I would have liked to have seen more of them. T'Challa had uh, maybe two lines. and I think it was the same word for those two lines, too. Yeah. I mean, was he even at the funeral? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember if he was at the funeral or not. I don't remember. I mean, I mean, he might have been. I mean, he might have been. He he. I don't. I, I just don't remember seeing him. I'm, maybe he was. There. I mean, there was there was a ton of people there, so you got to forgive yeah. me if I don't remember everybody. Um, but he he uh he just didn't say much. He didn't get to do an awful lot. And I'm thinking like this is your your two biggest movies you had leading up to this to this this final Avengers was Black Panther and was Captain Marvel, and these are two people that did not get a lot of screen time. Mm-hmm. And pr- the most popular character in all of Marvel Comics is Spider-Man. You might argue Wolverine, I'm going to say Spider-Man, and he was also barely in it. I mean, let's not forget that yeah. the only reason we have these Avengers movies right now is because these were the characters that were originally not popular enough to sell movie rights to. This is true. This is very true. If they were popular enough to sell movie rights to, then Sony would be doing Iron Man movies with Tom Cruise right now. <laughs> Uh, think of how different that would be if Tom Cruise hadn't been filming a Mission Impossible at the time. Yes. And he had taken that role. That's kind of crazy. That was the only thing that stopped him. He was filming a Mission Impossible, and he's like, I can't do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I thought Robert Downey Jr. was genius casting, to be honest. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He he was one of like those, like, you know, you are Iron Man. Like, literally. Like, you have you leapt from the page right. to the, the film. Not as good as J.K. Simmons as Jameson. But, you know, no one is. No one so. is, yeah. But, I mean, it was still, it was pretty, I mean, when you, when you hear about, like, well, Robert Downey Jr., he's got a history of substance abuse, and he's kind of got a lot of personal issues. I'm like, hey, have, you, have you read a Tony Stark comic? Yeah. I mean, it's... They actually, they actually toned down the substance abuse from the comics. <laughs> it, was, it was very much toned down. His whole substance abuse was summed up in basically um, one bad night of drinking at a party. Yeah. And then he got donuts, and then Nick Fury yelled at him a bit, and then he straightened up. Well, to be fair, that, that was because that was when Marvel was, like, really forcing, like, Avengers build up into the movie, like, down its throat. Yeah. And I, I also heard that uh, Hancock had a lot to do with that, because since Hancock was kind of a bit of an alcoholic, they were like, yeah, yeah we, we can't do that now. And so, well, that's <laughs> fine. You know, there's there's some stories you don't necessarily need to bring right off the, the comic book. Oh, Captain Marvel, she was an alcoholic in the comics, too, was she not? Was she? I think she was, yeah. As Captain Marvel, as this was during her Ms. Marvel. This, this was Ms. Marvel. Yeah. In her Ms. Marvel days. But, you know, same person. Yeah, same deal. I know we weren't going to see the swimsuit um, uniform, and it looks, oh, it's no. dumb, and we never were going to see it. But uh, part of me wishes that when she did come back after a couple years and her suit was a little revamped, it would be an all-black suit with a lightning bolt in the front of it. With, like, the yellow and, like, like the gold? Like, yeah, yeah, with the gold <laughs> lightning bolt, yeah. Kind of like a, an homage, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we didn't get that. It was it, it was more black and red, which is also an homage to another one of her costumes. Mm-hmm. But what what I found odd about that is in her movie, she had already colored her suit that way, and she thought, nope. And then she apparently didn't want to go back. And I don't. I I haven't watched Captain Marvel, so I can, can't say. Oh, okay. So there there is a her suit that that she wears is uh it's it's a Cree suit and was originally in Cree colors, and so she decided to change it. 
and so she was monkeying with the colors a little bit on it. And so there's this whole scene where she's like messing with the suit controls, changing colors, and okay, uh, yeah. And so at one point, at one point, she colors it, and it's it's black and red, like like one of her original suit colors. And she goes, nope. She decides on the red and the blue because one of the characters in the Captain Marvel movie who was like a young girl that she had known before, you know, she Captain Marveled up was wearing like this this Air Force red and blue uh, T-shirt. And she said, well, maybe we should be on the same team like we always are. Wow. Have you seen the uh, how, how the how the, the how it should have ended like thing on YouTube? No, I so I I try to avoid how it should have ended because I don't if I ever come up with the same idea I don't want it to be like I stole it from them. So the way I get by <laughs> is I just say I don't watch those. I never see any okay. of them. I don't know how well, anything should have ended. So I haven't watched Captain Marvel, but I did watch how Captain Marvel should have ended. Okay, how should it have ended? Uh, so well, there there were two scenes that stuck out to me. The first one was Nick Fury calls Captain Marvel during the events of the first Avengers mm-hmm. and she just shows up and single-handedly, you know, destroys the entire alien invasion and flies off back into space. That would have been what I would have done if I was Nick Fury, <laughs> to be honest with you. Once I learned he had that pager this whole time, I'm like, really? This whole time you could have called her and you didn't want to bring her in during any of the previous earth threatening instances. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, the one, the funniest one though was, uh, she was, you know, recoloring her suit. This is like a post credit scene, if you will, for how it should have ended. Mm-hmm. And uh, the girl is like, you know, changing all the colors, and it cuts away, and it cuts back, and now she's wearing like the DC Captain Marvel suit. <laughs> she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was that was adapted from something that actually happened in the movie. Okay. Um. But yeah, you know, and th- so they they made a big point in the Captain Marvel movie of you know why would Nick Fury not call her, and so she has to make this really big point about when she gives him the beeper, like this is only for real emergencies. And again, so it was, was it came was, was Ultron not an emergency, yeah, but it came off really weird. because She says, like, it's only for real emergency. Like, you guys have developed this friendship over the course of this movie. And now you're like, don't call me ever. You know, it was it was it was really peculiar. But they had to do that to justify her absence during all the stuff that wouldn't have been an issue if she was here. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't buy that. Like it, that those were legitimate, like calls for an emergency. Yeah, When the Chitari invaded New York, that's like a legitimate like, hey. Captain Marvel? Or when Ultron beat the Avengers and they were all depressed at Hawkeye's farm? Yeah. (laughs) Instead of showing up to, like, give them a pep talk, maybe it was time to whip out the beeper and be like, yeah, so we accidentally... So that one might have been a little embarrassing. I made a team of superheroes. They made an evil robot that beat them. Please help. Yeah, yeah, that one might have just been a professional embarrassment for Nick Fury. He's like, no, 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 I don't want her to think I did this. Yeah, I'll never live this down. I shouldn't call her. But in Avengers One, he totally should have called her. There was no reason not to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that was that was my piece. I think I'm I think I'm done. Okay. So I have one more thing to say about Doctor Strange. Why not? Let's go back to Doctor Strange. Why couldn't they use the Time Stone to bring Tony back to life? Because they didn't think of it. Like, I feel like that would have worked. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, we it brought Vision back to life, right? It did. Yeah. He exploded into many pieces. He did. He he exploded, and it, it brought him back to life. And Doctor Strange was right there, and he knows how to use the Time Stone. It mm-hmm. would have been pretty easy for him to say, like, oh, pardon me a second while I just bring Tony back. But I, I know the I know they, they did it because Robert Downey Jr. is done. Yeah, but I was like, uh, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to headcanon this right now because I, I I honestly haven't thought about that till this moment. And my headcanon reason is is that it would undo the snap. See, this is – so I, I don't buy that, but here's my headcanon reason for why sure. he didn't do it. This goes back to, to my theory of Doctor Strange just really wanted to kill Tony Stark <laughs> but still save the universe. That is your theory, yes. 
Because, you know, we know they did not get along in, in Infinity War at all. <laughs> nope. No, they did not. So I'm like, you know what? This is this is all Doctor Strange's plan. He's like, this personality is too similar to mine. I will not have it. I will not stand for it. You're going to die. <laughs> I'm the only arrogant man with a funny goatee allowed in these movies. Exactly. <laughs> in, in my head, Doctor Strange's internal monologue says partner. Yeah, so that, that that's my headcanon. This is all an orchestrated plot by Doctor Strange to kill off Tony Stark. That's fair. Okay, well, all right. Um, anything else? Um, I didn't like Fat Thor. What? No, okay, okay, <laughs> no, no. How did you not like Fat Thor? And I, I laughed, it, it's mean I to call him Fat Thor. I get, I, I get it's kind of mean to call him Fat Thor. People don't like it, but, um, it, it's truthful. It's, it's, he, like, he had definitely let himself go a little bit in terms of, well, Chris Hemsworth's body is not an attainable standard. Let's be honest. <laughs> he, he is some sort of like, like angel man. And you could say he's a god of some kind. Uh, like, he's, he's a god of some kind. Yes. <laughs> and the body that he has in Endgame is probably more similar to uh, the moviegoers who were watching him. This, this may be true. And but, you know what? Uh, I and, and I did not, it did not bother me at all. Um, There were some jokes at his expense. Some of them could have been considered a little bit cliche. And I, I, I so the only reason I would say they were in bad taste is because they kind of played Thor like he had PTSD. And, they did, and, yeah. And I don't think PTSD should be the butt of a joke. I agree. And so to that extent, when it was very clear that he had let himself go because he had PTSD, I was kind of like, well, let's, let's not make it a funny joke for everybody. Um, And so I, w- I will agree, like, with some of the criticism it's gotten, it's like, oh, it, it, that was that was some bad taste. Um, However, I, I like Big Lebowski Thor, and I hope he <laughs> stays that way. And I am A-OK about it, and I am dead serious. So help me, I will cosplay as Endgame Thor in my lifetime. <laughs> but but so, like, I thought it was funny at first, and what I was really hoping for was he would have, like, a Rocky Balboa montage. Of getting back in shape? Yeah. <laughs> what, I, what I do appreciate is that when he, like, when he, you know, Mjolnir and Stormbreakered up and got his suit back... Uh, uh-huh. It didn't suddenly make him, like, super thin or anything. Like, he still had the same body. He just, he powered up, and he's strong and powerful. He's still Thor. He is still the god yeah. of thunder. But, you know, he still he still had his uh, his beer belly. That was beer, or right? Was he drinking beer or meat? They really wanted to throw things for a loop, because the Hulk did inadvertently find the cure to aging in the process of this movie. They could have thrown Thor into the little van and, like, oh, look, he's five years younger oh, and he's fit. Now he's now he's fit, Thor. But you know what? He's Thor. When when you know, you know what I'm saying. Like when you when you're the the god of thunder, do you really need to work out? Is it really that necessary? I mean, I would say yes because I feel like uh, this is once again another Superman problem. If they had kept Thor as fit, it, it was like once again they had to find a way to get out of Thanos dying instantly. Well, no, I see. I justify the fact that Thanos didn't die instantly to to Thor as being this isn't well, this I, isn't Thanos. I justify who- as he's out of shape. That's why <laughs> I, I, I defined it as, you know, Thanos is got really, really complacent when he got the Infinity Gauntlet. And this Thanos was so, not complacent. So, like, I, clearly he was holding back in Infinity War because, like, Captain America, there's no way if Thanos was serious, he would have been able to, like, hold Thanos there for more than a second. Right, right. It was it, for Thanos. It, it was about the pilgrimage. It right. was it was his journey. Plus, he was he was the protagonist of that movie. He was the right, one who had the arc. Right. He's not. Uh, yes, yes. He's he's but, at this movie. He's like I'm the antagonist now. I yes, don't I don't yes, I don't have yes. to struggle. Yes, but it, it, in Infinity War, 
when he throws Stormbreaker at Thanos and Thanos shoots his giant like laser beam at him. You're telling me Thanos really wanted to take an axe to the chest? No, like, he no. he got complacent. He had the stones. No, he thought he, the stones would like, stop it. Yeah, and clearly the axe was making progress against this giant laser beam. But he, so why not he just... believed himself to be worthy. He believed it to be his destiny. Therefore, yeah, could... therefore, the axe would not stop him, and it didn't, quite frankly. But he could have still just, you know, put a little more firepower into that, and still said, no, "I see, am worthy of but this." But this Thanos, like going... one of the first things Thor does, is throw the axe at Thanos, and Thanos gets out of the way. You know, that's <laughs> that was one of the first things. Like, yeah, no, I, I'm not on a spiritual journey. I've, I've face to face with the fact that I might lose my destiny here, so I'm not playing this game to the point where he actually grabbed Stormbreaker and whipped Thor with it, you know? He had it in his hand. He was wielding Stormbreaker for a second there. No, I, I can't, I can't do that. No, no, I gotta, I'm kind of... I, I, I can't defend, like, Thor almost killing him, and then, like, Fat Thor some no, con- conveniently cannot fight him. I'm like, no, that that is... That is another Doctor Strange is holding back some waters scenario. Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, to be fair, Thor wasn't really all that fat. He was he was a little overweight, but I mean he had a dad bod. Yeah, he he did. I'm just saying, like I think it was a contributing factor to him not being able to do as well, including Thanos also being serious. Yeah, yeah. Well, agree to disagree. I, I guess yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, anything else? Because we we are now in raw audio over two hours. <laughs> Um, we have officially Hero Talk has never broken the two hour mark before. Just saying. <laughs> well, this is a momentous occasion. This is this is the end game. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Why was that name such a spoiler? Why? Because because Doctor Strange said it that one time. Yes. That's so stupid. That's so dumb. <laughs> Whatever. I I, I, don't know. I think that's about it. Okay. Um. So I guess I normally do some things at the end of here. It's been a while since I've reviewed a movie. It might have been the last Infinity War. Who knows? Um, <laughs> um, so I guess, yeah, we talk about our favorite parts. Sure. What was your favorite part? Oh, man. I don't even know. I, I guess. Do you want me to go? Yeah. Uh, it was Captain America wielding Mjolnir. Because it righted a travesty from Age of Ultron that <laughs> needed to be righted. And it finally, it finally made that right in my head. So, so it had to, be, it had to be that moment. I mean, I mean, come on. I'm gonna ha- at some point in time, I will own a statue of Chris Evans, <laughs> Captain America, holding Mjolnir. I'm a big Captain America fan. I have a Captain America magic band for my next trip to Disney. Not, not the Chris Evans one because it's kind of creepy because he doesn't have the mask on, so it's not really Captain America as much as it's Chris Evans magic band. And it says Avengers on it, and I just want Captain America. But I have a regular Captain America one. It's much more colorful. Never, just trust me on this. It's cool. Um, all right, I bought you some time. What do you got? I would say. It was the elevator scene where he said, Hail Hydra. Okay, that was also very good. Yeah, because it, it, it accomplished multiple things there. Mm-hmm. One, it, 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 avoided, it averted duplicating the Winter Soldier fight scene. Mm-hmm. Two, obvious nod to the infamous line of the comic books. Right, right. Where he says, Hail Hydra. That it caused the internet to go insane for like a day. It sure did. And three, because I know Chris Evans was also not a fan of that moment. So I think he was able to, that he was able to use it in such a positive manner. And kind of like throw it in its own face. Yeah, I think you know really really helped that. And because strategically, it made the most sense at that moment. And also because now there's a timeline where they think Captain America is legitimately Hydra. I would like to see a movie in that timeline. <laughs> I want I want there to be a new Winter. I know Chris Evans is done. I want a new Winter Soldier from that timeline. I want a Winter Soldier where that timeline's Captain America gets like called into the boardroom 
and they go over the plan. And he's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> What's going on? And he sees Bucky there because they think he's in yeah. on the secret because he's Hydra. Yeah. And it's just like, what? Yeah, it'd be crazy. <laughs> also, hey, Robert Redford looked a lot older in the past than he did in, in Winter Soldier. Which is very, yeah, that was very weird because... For all the de-aging software that they used. Nick Fury. Yeah, <laughs> Nick Fury gets de-aged, they de-aged uh, Tony's dad, they de-aged Stan Lee in his final cameo. I think they even de-aged Coulson a little bit, didn't they? They de-aged Coulson for, uh, yeah, for Captain Marvel. They de-aged... Yeah, I heard they did that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think all the people that they de-aged. They, they de-aged, uh, in Civil War, they de-aged Tony Stark. They de-aged, um, um, who else was it? I'm, I'm sure, I can't remember. I'm sure they've done it to somebody else. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm in my head trying to think who, who else they've done that to. But yeah, we got, Tony got to see his dad and they used the de-aging there. It makes me wonder if that same software algorithm that they use can also remove facial hair. <laughs> and if maybe, maybe Warner Brothers could have borrowed it for, for a few weeks. <laughs> oh, stupid, stupid mustache. Um, yeah. All right. So that's, those are two good moments. I think those are two solid moments. I guess this is also, I suppose if we're going to do this, I guess Captain America just really just had all the best moments. Captain America did have all the best moments to be perfectly <laughs> honest. I would say he didn't get to have like the, the, the big moment at the end, like Iron Man had, but he made up for it by having great moments throughout the rest of the movie. Oh, and he did finally get his shield broken. I don't think we talked about that. He did. He did get his shield broken. Yeah, Thanos finally just broke it by hitting it really hard. Yeah, well, I'm sure, I mean, you got to imagine that, you know, vibranium might be the hardest metal that we could possibly think of on Earth, but Thanos, I'm sure, has has access to other metals just as hard as vibranium that he could use. So- so this is my true last thing I'm going to bring up. All right. So Thanos' weapon. He doesn't have anything like it in the comics. Nope. It's like this big double-bladed weapon. Mm-hmm. When he spins it around, do you think that was the MCU's attempt at the Thanos copter? <laughs> oh, you know, I said to myself <laughs> earlier today that I did not want to talk about the Thanos copter. <laughs> and, and yet here we are. I was really I was I was thinking to myself I'm like wow it's kind of nice that we don't need to talk about the Thanos copter and yet here it is. We um always need to talk about the Thanos copter. I mean do <laughs> is it you know what? I would say maybe. Normally I would say no, but given that it's the Russos, maybe. It's the Russos. He has a weapon he's literally never used before ever. It's double-bladed. He spins it around. Like come on. Come on. It's it's the Thanos copter. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. I'll give you that. All right. So now is the time on Hero Talk. We're going to give this movie a score. And as I like to remind people, if I remember correctly, is that review scores are dumb and they don't matter. So, Axelon, I guess, what what would you what would you score Endgame? Obviously, I would score it Thanos riding away in the Thanos copter. Thanos in the Thanos copter. Yep, might as well. <laughs> and I'm going to say for Endgame, I love you in the low 600s. Ooh, only low 600s. Only the low 600s. Ooh. Now, Infinity War, Infinity War, I'm going to retroactively change my rating for Infinity War. Infinity War, I love you 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I now like that movie a whole lot more. When I walked out of the theater for Infinity War, I said to myself, that was okay, and and now I love it. So I wonder what it's going to be will... like when I get to see a couple more viewings of Endgame. But man, at three hours, I can't imagine seeing a few more viewings of Endgame. I will retro- retroactively change my uh, score of Infinity War as well. To um, Thanos dropping the cosmic cube because he's too clumsy for his own good. <laughs> oh, Thanos! <laughs> all right, so um, all right, excellent. Thanks for thanks for being on Hero Talk. 
Good to be here. All right, fun to be back. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. If you want to check out more content, go to Enthusiacs.com. Check out our YouTube channel, Enthusiacs.com slash YouTube. You're playing through uh, Ultimate Alliance right now, right? Uh, I just finished that not uh, a few days ago, actually. Okay. Yeah, that was kind of like the, the in, for you know all the lovely and faithful YouTube followers. Uh, that was kind of like the lead up to the, the big Avengers movie. It's like, I should play a Marvel game with like all the Avengers heroes in it. Yeah. What game is that? Oh, well, it's got to be Ultimate Alliance 2. So. Mm-hmm. so what are you playing now? I saw you posted a video just today, so I didn't see what it was. Uh, right now, the only two playthroughs are, it's, uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, that's right, that's right, you've been playing through Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, so, unfortunately, I couldn't do that, uh, on launch, because I was out of town, mm-hmm. so I'm just kind of now picking that up, as well as the, uh, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, which is hilarious. Yep, I've also seen those videos, so, all right. Well, anyway, so check us out, youtube.com slash enthusiasts. We're also on Twitter, youtube.com. So, nope, because that's Twitter. Twitter.com, twitter.com slash enthusiasts. <laughs> it's been a while. I'm out of practice. Um, and until next time, this is Judge Greg saying, Avengers Assemble. Somehow we never mentioned Avengers Assemble in that entire podcast. Somehow, I, yeah. I, it, it occurred to me as I was leading, because I had already sort of figured that was going to be my end quote, because I decided to look it up, because I normally don't. And I was like, oh, I wonder wonder if we're ever going to bring that up. And as I was like doing my little outro, I'm thinking, it never came up. They finally said it after 22 movies, Avengers Assemble. Except, this is my nitpick, because I'm me, is that he... They'd already assembled. He yells Avengers really, really, really loud. And then assemble. he says assemble, he like it. very, very quiet. And somehow they all knew that meant run. And remember yeah. <laughs> remember in Infinity War when they have that moment, um, except it was Wakanda Forever, which meant a lot more than Avengers Assemble did because the people were in Wakanda and they would have known what that meant. Yeah. And Steve Rogers is a smart guy and he picked up on context clues. And in this case, everyone just sort of had to pick up on, I think that was supposed to be our rallying cry. I don't know. He kind of mumbled the last part. I know. I'm, you know I'm tearing apart a beautiful moment, but. That uh, it just never came up that I was going to bring up. Yeah, what? We never got the Thor line from the comics. What Thor line? Thanos, we would have words with thee. Yeah, but he like didn't. He's he like didn't, super pissed off. He didn't talk like that in the movies, though. I know, but even something like a modern like alternative to it would have been nice. Unfortunately, but and it, it's it's and getting back to the, that original point though. So they're all running, right? There's this moment where they're all running towards Thanos, and you know you get to see like uh, Iron Man and and War Machine flying. And Infinity War in that part, you got to see. Oh like, no, it was Ultron, not Thanos. Oh, Ultron. Okay, Ultron. We would have words with. Okay. You. He didn't say it there either, though. So yeah, but so you have this in, in Infinity War when that happened. Captain America and T'Challa, they uh, they were way out in front, right? Because they're like the superhumans. And so they would be for way faster than anybody else who was running with them at the time. Uh-huh. And in Infinity War, uh, they did not run way out in front. Everybody was together. <laughs> and I'm looking like, so what? Are they just pacing themselves now? Did, are they thinking like, well, last time we ran way out in front, we lost. So maybe this time we all kind we'll of hang in the back a form a unified front, perhaps. I don't I don't know. I'm just I gotta say that Wakandan army, though, like they must have been really good because they had just fought a giant battle, got turned to dust. And then (laughs) Doctor Strange opens up a portal and they're fighting another giant battle against the same people, except they're fresh because they're from the past. Yeah, I I will say for a country that has not been called upon to engage in many ground battles, the Wakandan people were ready to throw down. Oh, you know what else I forgot to talk about? There's so many things to talk about with this movie. Oh, yeah. So Nebula. We haven't mentioned Nebula. How did that happen? (laughs) We even mentioned Gamora ever so briefly, but yeah, yeah, Nebula. Oh, go ahead. Ne- so Nebula, past Nebula, not future Nebula. Right. 
she like interfaces with like her future self and they end up like capturing future nebula and they have one pim particle which she brings to thanos so how did she bring thanos back because how, she, no, how did she bring thanos his to the ship, future and his army. <laughs> right. With one so if you figure the one particle is all you need, but like, I thought that one particle was supposed to be the one particle that brings her back. Well, yeah, if, if, if one is all you need, why are, why are they using one per person then? Yeah, maybe they should have just been holding hands. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they maybe there was a contingency in there. And so they had, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, how does that happen? Like, that I gotta be honest. I, I, I gave that a lot of thought in the theater and decided that it was going to impede my enjoyment of the movie if I kept thinking about it, so I stopped thinking about it. Well, see, like this is like a glimpse into like my, my mind. Yeah, this is like I all these all the things I I brought up. I was thinking during this movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and why don't they use the time stone to heal him? Like, why don't why how did one pin particle like? I had yeah, so, so many the of pimp, I definitely thought of the pin particle thing because I'm like, oh, I, I was really losing count of the pin particles. New head what? And so when, when past Nebula brought them back into the future, and I, I remember thinking like, I don't think that pin particle count works out. And it was really or, bothering me. And I'm trying to think like, did I miss something? Did they establish that she had more? Was it was she able to like hook on to somebody else's pin particle? And that's when I thought to myself, this. nope, I'm not thinking about this. Wait for this. Why not just go to Hank Pym in the past and get more pin particles? No, oh, didn't they do that? <laughs> that really should have been the plan all along, though. It really, that should have been, like, the very first thing they did was send Ant-Man, who could, you know, turn small and infiltrate into the past and get more pin particles and then bring mm-hmm. them to everybody, and that way they weren't so limited on pin particles. Yeah, it's, I had so many of these thoughts. You you, you don't know. Yeah. Like, my, my, I had a miserable time in Endgame because I had all these thoughts. Yeah, I, I've... Over the course of all my movie reviews, I've gotten very good at shutting down like certain things and hitting the I believe button. And now now I focus on different things. Like if there had ever been a, a schematic for any of this stuff that they were building, I would have been dissecting it in detail. <laughs> but since they just say Tony Stark invented it and I'm left to believe it, I can at least hit the I believe button. But but yeah, the pin particle thing did bother me because they established there was only enough for them to go where they were going and come back. And Nebula goes where she's going and comes back, and yet somehow she also had one for, I don't know, maybe what she did is she, there's no explanation. Oh, there is. The Russos explained it. Are you ready? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let, let's let hear it. Tell, don't show. So, um, what's the name of the guy? Uh, he was in Infinity War. He was, like, torturing Doctor Strange. Oh, um, Maul. Midnight Maul, I think. Something like that, yeah. yeah. He says, oh, don't worry, my lord. We can reverse engineer this. That, that's that's what they've said, you know, post-movie. Did he say that in the movie and we missed it? No, he didn't. He, he, that's, that's what the Rooster Brothers said. The Maw, by the way. Like, it wasn't Maul. Not, I was thinking Darth Maul, but he was Maw. <laughs> that would have been an interesting That That would have been way better. I'm going to actually, I'm going to Google this right now so I know I got it right. Ebony Maw. That's what his name is. Ebony Maw. It. Yes, it is. You're right. All right. Yes. So, you know what? This is all still usable audio. I'm probably going to stick this at the end. <laughs> Are you still recording? I'm still recording. I never shut it off. <laughs> this is all this is all good audio right here. We're still going as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> we we just don't have to do an outro now. This is all this is all our whereas an endgame did not have a stinger, our stinger is like ten minutes of more podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, we have we've established our own like post credit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, he. Uh, I don't remember him saying that. Did he say that? He didn't say it, but that, the Rooster Brothers explained that that's how they were able to transport their army. They reverse engineered it, yeah. Yes, and they so, just made a ton so of So maybe they could have just had him say that, and that yes. way and that way, we wouldn't have all been wondering, 
how did this happen? And you wouldn't have left me sitting there and saying, I have to stop thinking about this or I'm going to upset myself. In much the same way when they snapped everyone back, I really had to force myself to stop thinking about all the terrible things. the effects on the world. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I actually had to sit there and be like, dude, you got to, you know, I'm internally monologuing here. You need to stop. (laughs) And fortunately, then they gave me the pin particle thing to be upset about for a while. And I had to get past that. And then I had to be upset about the war machine armor and some other stuff and and then, but then I got my my Captain America. You know, there was a lot going on. It was a it was a busy movie considering how slow the pacing was at the beginning. So here's another like kind of tidbit. Sure. Do you know uh, when the the reveal of Fat Thor? Okay, and again, is, uh, again, just a dad bod, not really fat. Okay, okay, fine, fine. But uh, Korg is playing Fortnite. He is. I I recognized Fortnite though I've never played it myself. Okay, so in Fortnite they added a Thanos skin. They sure did. Like outside, yep. like the movie. Like when Infinity War came out, they added Thanos. Yes. So that means in game in the movie. Well, that's this is the this is a multiverse Fortnite. So no, what I'm in saying that is Fortnite, like, what if, there was a dark side what if, skin. What if like the reason they put Thanos, you know, the guy who literally killed half of all life on the planet, like they they have come to revere him. I don't I don't think Epic came to revere him. No. No, in in the Marvel universe. Well, maybe that's why. Thanos Do you think in the Marvel there, universe they Fortnite, did, and yes. then he, he he crossed? I don't know. Yes. There's a Thanos death cult that worships him. They put him in Fortnite because they love him so much for killing off half the population. There probably is a, a <laughs> Thanos death cult that worships him for killing half the population. I, I got to be honest. Is. The longer I live and the more I interact with people, the more I sit there and think, you know, Thanos was making some really valid points. Even Captain America had some, like, positives to say. Yeah, uh, he did. He was like, yeah, the water's he, clearer, he there's whales. <laughs> there, was a, there was a moment. I saw, this on, I saw this in one of my Disney dad groups. And somebody had posted, like, you know, the Avengers, like, we're going to go back and bring everybody back. And, like, me, on my 10th time through Space Mountain in a single day with no line, wait a minute, just hear me out. Wait a minute. Maybe we're doing all right. Maybe, we, you know, I'm not going to say Thanos was right because he committed genocide. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to say that Thanos was doing so... I mean, he made some valid points in his, in, in his argument. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> it's just the execution was the execution was a was a bit off it um, left a lot to be desired it did it did i i wasn't rooting for him or anything i'm just saying that every now and then you'll read an article in the news and you're like you know maybe thanos could just snap his fingers and maybe just uh, maybe not, just don't do it indiscriminately but maybe just snap away the bad people i don't know just just, that, that's just why be a little bit more targeted. That's all I'm saying. Destroyed the stones. He should have just kept them and like, well, eventually they will, you know, regrow and have the same problem. Well, he said the so tempt- just- the temptation was too great. I don't know. I'm, you know, I, I'm, I know I probably shouldn't be extolling the virtues of what Thanos did. Again, <laughs> murdered trillions of people, and that is unambiguously bad. But I'm just saying that if he just snapped his fingers and was thinking about certain people. It would not necessarily be all bad. Still bad. Don't kill people. But not the the consequences would not be all bad. Okay, I'm gonna stop defending Thanos now. I'm just saying. Just think of all the car crashes that happened because oh, half the drivers oh, yeah. disappeared. All the car crashes, <laughs> and then then he brings those same people back. And and I get and so I'm wondering, like, okay, so let, let's say you were on a plane, and he snapped you. You come back. Do you come back on the plane? Or do you come back ten thousand feet in the air? I don't know. I don't know how that works. Bruce Banner figured it out. That's that's what I'm going with. All right. Um, I guess we can end it here for real now. For reals, for reals. For reals this time. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so this is like two hours. Yeah, this is probably going to be over two hours, but what are you going to do? 
All right, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I, I did not think it would take this long. I did not think it would, I thought we would be done an hour and 15 minutes ago, and we were really just getting warmed up an hour and 15 minutes ago. I mean, like, yeah, because we there wasn't a whole lot of dead, like, air for most of that. It was just like we were just going at it. Yeah, it really, it really was. Holy cow. So I'm going to go now. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> All, right. All right. Have a good night. You too. All right, bye. Bye.